3: From Filthy Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's the
4: Booze
3: Show. Hey, so uh, so we're back, booze. We took last week off. Uh, for those who uh, download our podcast on a regular, you know, you would have noticed that there was a best of, and you know, uh, it's funny that a lot of the best of <laughs> consisted of uh, Josh's dad, Carl, because the saga continues. Josh,
5: he he doesn't. Well, you know, into
3: the mic there, Josh.
5: He, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say he doesn't disappoint, but he consistently disappoints. as well. He's
3: I consistently think. inconsistent.
5: Ah. Very much so. Fu. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we we had a great, you know, a nice little uh, outburst recently this la- this past week, trying to get everything, you know, settled as far as the Airbnb for the bachelor party. Yeah, that that's we are, right. We are going to. And uh, you know Fusi over here was hunting him down like uh, Stewie was hunting down Brian you with know, my money. <laughs> with my him? money? Like, like five yeah. bucks or something. Five bucks, I think it some was. Some shit like some that. Shit, yeah, and so. But I wasn't. It,
3: <laughs> but I wasn't though. And that's the that's the interesting part of this entire story is that uh, I have a history with Carl when it comes to doing business. So at this point, I'm just like fuck it. And if you will allow me to explain, can I take a couple of minutes of your time? Please do. All right. So. A couple of years ago, more than a couple, but like a few years ago, I used to be an executive recruiter. I used to recruit, you know, like office jobs or people of management. And uh, your dad, I guess, needed somebody, a member of management for uh, one of his warehouses. And uh, he's just like, here's the job description. Go ahead and start, you know, start recruiting for it. And I did. I actually busted my ass to find him a a cool list of candidates. And then he just ghosts. Like, I drank any bag of lemonade, this is nothing, crickets. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to stop, you know, Does he not need
6: me. this position filled now?
3: Apparently not. And so I'm just like, I go into this situation where, you know, the the Airbnb is booked. I'm like, all right, everybody, this is how much it's going to be per person, and go. And then mostly, mostly everybody's already paid up. I was actually pretty impressed and pleasantly surprised that mostly everybody, and, and until, you know, of course, your your buddy Eric, who's been communicating, and your dad, Carl. Hmm. And so I'm just like, so Josh, if you wouldn't mind contacting uh, good old Pappy there so that he can send over the funds. And he's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, here's his phone number. I was like, okay, I'll contact him. No problem. And then... <laughs> yeah. And, and again, my my
5: response to him was, hey, man, you have a better shot of getting a chance to get yeah. connected with him than I do. Already so. red flags. There you go, man. <laughs> have at it. So... I When he asked me for the number, I even gave my father a heads up. I texted him, <laughs> "Hey, be prepared. Jose is looking for his money. Mm-hmm. You know, for the Airbnb. Just just hit him up, or you know, just don't be on the lookout." Never got a response back from him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and
3: what, like, uh, so so I said, okay, today's when I will text him just so it can, you know. And it was a nice, cool little uh, text. You know, it's Jose. I'm, a, you know, this is my number in case you don't have it saved, blah, blah, blah. Uh, guitarist extraordinaire of the uh, Fallen Electric and, really and podcast host. Up oh, yeah, you know. Oh, see,
5: that's seafood. That's where he fucked up because he knew you weren't, that wasn't you. Dick. <laughs>
3: yeah, so uh, I I contact him, and I say, it's going to be this much. You know, it's going to be a fun time. Get back to me, SAP. One would think that a 24-hour wait time would be enough, nay, more than enough, to expect any kind of reply with, I'll get back to you on that, or you sure, you know, what app do you use so I can send over the phone, something like that. I don't know. Within 24 hours, I was expecting something like that. But crickets. <laughs> crickets. And then I think at, at a certain point, Josh, I uh, text you. Hey, Josh, uh, is your, your dad's phone must not be working properly. And the foo is in this chat. He's like, oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and so at a certain point, knowing you know my history with Carl, I'm just like, well, I'm going to get his attention one way or another. And so I proceed to start trolling him, but it doesn't. It's not happening on a five-minute basis. Like it's not it's happening, happening back to back. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, just that's it. That's all I text. Six to eight hours later, Carl, <laughs> <laughs> and little things like that. It's like, hey, and then uh, and then finally, like the GIF uh, that says Bueller, you know that one. And then finally, I'm just like, all right, well. I can keep this up as, as much as you can or you can't. I forgot what I put. And then uh, and then at a certain point I'm like, well, I guess I'm just gonna start to uh, recite the Emancipation Proclamation in text form <laughs> and then I even text uh, and then I'm giving you a heads up on all this. Oh, yes, I'm about to troll him
5: very much but I'm about
3: yes. to, I'm tro- like dude, something's about to go down. Please brace yourself. <laughs> and so what what, what uh, I guess you're just like, all right well, I'm gonna call Amy as his, his wife.
5: Yeah, so I actually, so he he gave me a heads up on everything he was gonna do. He even said, "I'm just gonna send him this spam voicemail that I have saved from one of my spam calls." Mm. And he sent it. He sent that, and so I'm like, "Okay, so this dude's really trying to get a hold of him." <sighs> All right, gotta go to the, <laughs> gotta gotta go to the, uh, the jugular, the jugular. I no. you know I gotta go straight to the source. <laughs> right. Hit up hit up my stepmom Amy, and I'm just like, "Hey." Uh, can you please tell my dad to respond to Jose? And, uh, he's just, she's just like, he's, he's taking a nap. I'm like, that's fine. Just, <laughs> just let him know when he wakes up. To just, next time
3: you see next him. Next time
5: you see him, just <laughs> let him know. That's not <laughs> urgent. Just let him know. And then I guess at
3: this point in my trolling of the text messages, I, I had just finished, uh, typing, you know, because I just finished typing. All right, now prepare for the Emancipation Proclamation typed out in text form, uh-huh. uh, and then I actually type in in parentheses, inhales deeply, and then uh, I get a I get a response from him saying, uh, "Who the fuck is this?" Oh wow! Uh, and, and you know, he know he. He knows who it is. <laughs> and, and then he's just like, you know what? Forget it. I'm out. I'm not in the bachelor party anymore. And I'm just like, uh, and I'm just like, so you're not in the bachelor party anymore. And he's like, did I stutter? And he spelled it wrong. <laughs> and so I so I corrected his spelling and stutters. Two T's, everybody. Come on. <laughs> and uh and then I'm like, okay, thanks. Meanwhile, this guy is getting a, an angry cuss out from his dad. Saying, yes. What is he what did he say?
5: Um, so this is. <sighs> The dynamic between my dad and I, when we when we text or call each other, usually I will give him a call. I won't get a call back for a week. <laughs> and then I, I respond to him, oh, so uh, you owe me money or something or, you know, or, you know, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Like, you're alive? Wow. So <laughs> in this fashion, I saw him, like, five minutes after I had texted Amy, I get the phone call. And i was like, oh, here we go. So I answered the phone. I'm like, "Hey, look who, look who's alive!" And then, <laughs> the worst decision I could have made, uh. because immediately he just goes into a rant. You know this motherfucker, this motherfucker, and he's fucking texting me, goddamn, so much in fucking five minutes. Every fucking five minutes, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm out. All right, I'm fucking out. <laughs> <This> fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking boom. Hung up. <laughs> Hung up. Yeah. I had no words. <laughs> I had, so i text this guy hey man um so my dad's out
0: <laughs> just, let us get the fuck out of here
5: <laughs> <laughs> look man i'm 31 goddamn years old i've been yelled at a few times by that man and it just doesn't faze me anymore it's just like oh, okay man okay go have your tantrum go yeah. go go have a nice bottle of whiskey and shit you
3: know admittedly i wasn't uh, my, my intention was not to piss him off, but to get his attention, and hopefully he would find the humor in it, but that just didn't happen, and I regret nothing. I'm going to say that right now. I don't regret a goddamn thing. <laughs> And And you shouldn't, Fu.
5: You uh, shouldn't, because though it was a little bit of a drama-filled day for me, it was quite entertaining, yeah. considering the, the things you were sending him. I'm just like, dude, I, I even, and I had told you this, but... I warned the man mm-hmm. that when we invited him to the bachelor party, I'm like, "Hey, look, okay, you have to pay your dues to Jose. He will hunt you down." <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I lived with the guy when I owed him rent. Hey, bro. So when I get, when am I getting my money? Right. He's gonna hunt you down for money. <laughs> so he's just like, "Oh, I'll make him work for it." I'm like, "No, you don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> you you need to be very direct." And very detailed as to when you will pay him. Right.
3: And that would really get me to shut up. It really would. I've, I've if you just that. communicate. I've learned that. <laughs> a <date>. I, <laughs> like, I just need to know so I can arrange some of my own finances because there's a lot going on. Exactly. And <laughs>
5: uh, yeah. yeah. He didn't he, take
3: kindly to that, Josh. He
5: did not. He did not, Foo. And <laughs> you know what? It's his own damn fault. And that's fine, Foo, because that just means there are no old farts at this Bachelor
3: that's uh that's interesting you know i was actually looking forward to hanging out with those old guys but um no love lost no i mean shit it's gonna be uh, i'm actually looking forward to the next time i see him in person (laughs) i'm like what's up man next
5: family outing that's gonna be so good <laughs> oh, food. He's gonna love you for some reason. It, he's gonna be really drunk and he'll he'll be all lovey w. I I
3: uh, god damn it! Yeah.
5: So I can't talk
3: to regular Carl?
6: No.
5: Oh, there's no such thing. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never met him to... I've I've never met the regular Carl. Never... Okay.
6: <laughs>
3: well, fair enough then.
6: You have to talk to his alter ego,
3: Car- Charles Carlos. Oh, oh cool. no! You don't
6: want to meet Carlos. <laughs>
5: Carlos is too much Jose or too much uh, Patron. Uh. Yeah. You don't want that guy. No, you hide from Carlos. (laughs) I (laughs) know.
3: All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to describe that that little piece of uh, comedy that happened, you know, within the last few days. My
5: dad's a fucking cartoon character, man. What did I say? What can I say? It's just so funny because
3: we were hanging out with the Foo earlier today, and he pointed out that the fact that I chose, and and, you know, I didn't not on purpose, but just you know, flashbacks of your dad like being referred to in the Foo Bar show within the last six months. I just thought it was a little funny, and <laughs> cool. it worked out this way. I mean, there's a, there's gonna be a new
5: story every month. People, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the guy is a treasure trove of my stories. Goodness. He once told me a story about how when he was a teenager, uh-huh. and my uncle, my my godfather, DJ No Chill's dad. Okay. Um, they he used to have like a DJ No DJ No Chill. He used to have a Ducati. So my dad had two cores. Two cases of Coors Light under both arms, Good and he's not holding on to the back of him. So then my my godfather, my <laughs> Nino, he takes off on the Ducati, and he's like going. He's like, oh damn, I feel really light. He looks behind and just sees my dad on the floor with all the beer. Like, oh, fuck
3: <laughs> how was God. the beer?
5: It was fine. Okay, well that's. They fine. didn't lose yeah, any beer, yeah. but he did have some pretty bad road rash. Oh, <laughs> gross.
3: <laughs> Hurt. <laughs> on tap today, we've got ollie G, Baby, Luna. Welcome back, bro. Hello, hello. It's
7: thank been you, thank it's you.
3: been a minute, man. When's the last time you were on the show?
7: Last time was the virtual one when I was recovering.
3: You were recovering because you fell off of a cliff.
7: Because I fell off of a mountain in Hawaii. A, yes.
3: a mountain, mm-hmm. <laughs> an entire <laughs> fucking mountain. <laughs> you know, I keep saying cliff because I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, no. but a mountain has two sides.
7: Yeah, it was definitely a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I fell on the correct side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously you didn't. At least I had that one.
3: You'd me. like to think so, <laughs> seeing that you're still alive. Yes. Right. Hey. Um. You take so it when it comes to now we've we've been you've been here for a couple yeah. of hours already. You showed up around four p.m. It's already about six six thirty, and uh, you were telling us throughout the course of the last couple hours that it's been a, a you're still recovering technically. Yes. So, yes. how's that treating you, man?
7: Uh I've had I have no issues. The, the reason I say I'm recovering still is because the wound it just needs to heal like any yeah. any other wound. So, uh, when you look at it, it looks fine, but internally it's still <laughs> doing its thing. So, Right. But yeah, no. Other than that, I'm I'm going, man. I'm. I'm
3: yeah, you've been busy, dude. Like you're I was all on a over high the measurings. So. <laughs> oh
7: shit!
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just don't learn,
7: do you? <laughs> hey, you gotta get the workout in. You gotta get those steps in somehow.
3: Yeah. Well, um, and you've been we've been kind of chatting back and forth here and there. Um, uh, I guess this is we we were gonna have you on before we went to Hawaii, right? But then considering what happened last December, where you almost gave us COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we decided not to take the chance.
7: I mean, I had COVID. <laughs> right. But yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. caused You guys almost got... We
3: guys guys almost got COVID because... Uh, yeah, nobody wants that. So. No, I guess not.
6: I think I think you're done. You get it once. <laughs> <laughs> Paid your dues to Calm society. Calm down, Aaron Rodgers. Right? Calm down.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: No, I'm I get seat.
6: it. No, I know how it works. I'm just... <laughs> you know, just... I'm just saying. Yeah paid your debt to society yeah
3: already. yeah yeah so i mean you've uh, you've been all over the united states for the you know for the better part of the this year as soon as you can get back on your feet you've, you just got to work
7: yeah yeah so um, just
3: uh just to reintroduce you to the crowd here i mean if you're an avid listener you'd know that g baby's a is a friend of the show um i've known him for many years and uh lately you've mm-hmm. been doing this audio visual thing uh you're yeah you have an audiovisual company alf correct and uh you get into a bunch of crazy shenanigans while you're out and about
7: um we try to make the most of it yeah uh we have have you know we don't have too much time we're in and out so it's a one day sometimes you get the third day
3: people are really getting tired of your fucking whoopee cushion aren't they yeah Yeah.
7: (laughs) same joke it's the same joke every goddamn time (laughs) but no yeah so it's been awesome uh We've been going around the nation, and sometimes we get some free time. My favorite things has been uh riding around in e-bikes through the cities. Yeah. It's so much fun. You get to see so much of the city that way. And and then watch... like. Is uh, it really
3: better than the scooters?
7: The bikes? Yeah. 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 Especially... Uh, it's just safer. All right. It's just safer. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the scooters... If you fuck up, you're going to pay for it. I've, heard, I've yeah. heard some really, really bad stories. Well, Josh was one of them. Oh, yeah? Yeah,
3: dude. They were going to go to go see a basketball game uh, out, I think, in the Bay Area. I think Ooh, they were going to like a uh, Warriors. Was it here? Oh, it was Staples no, Center. No, they
6: were watching a Lakers game.
3: So, yeah. Okay. So, they were on their way to Staples Center and he ate shit. <laughs> and he had to go to their clinic and uh, and it was just blood everywhere. And um the fucking guy, you know, in 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 our recent trip to Hawaii, he would refuse to get on a scooter because uh, he has trauma from
7: it. fuck. A little that bitch. Sucks. Yeah. Jeez. No, I'll definitely scoot I scooted like uh when I in Colorado. In Colorado mm. I went to the Dodgers it was a it was a Dodgers versus Rockets. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh that was so much fun. And but my hotel that I was staying at was in downtown. So, you know, I don't know, it was I don't know how many blocks, but, you know, Colorado's not huge. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it was, you know, five-minute drive, or you could scoot, uh, scoot, you know, for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. And it was, it was 12 o'clock at night, so. Oh, nobody's on the road. Nobody's on the road. Oh, yeah, man. we
3: did that in San Diego, where we were just kind of scootering around yeah. in the middle of the night. That's
7: it the best. Night. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But then the bikes, just, man, in Minneapolis, I was able to cover 10 miles. Mm. And so I saw like four lakes, all kinds of rivers. There's just like bridges everywhere. So you're just wow. going over all these bridges.
3: Speaking of, uh, earlier you were waxing poetic, poetic a little bit about uh, your experience in Nashville. So you...
7: Get out there. You have to get out there. Yeah. So was fun.
3: Nashville's pretty dope. I mean, I've always considered it to be uh, one of the major music capitals of the United States. Uh, I mean, of I just, course, you, it's more—it's mostly Americana kind of music, but nonetheless, you know, there's a booming fucking industry that's been going on for decades there, Yeah. but it's its infiltrated the culture. I've always pictured, I've never been, but I've always pictured it as a very modern, very culture-esque kind of city, so, right?
7: Yeah. So and all that, you were right. The one thing that I was never prepared for was that when you hit Broadway, it's only like a quarter mile, mm-hmm. but there's hundreds of restaurants in that quarter mile. Yeah. Because everything's like three stories. So, oh, okay. So every, every story they has build a different up. restaurant. Oh, nice. Yeah. And at each restaurant, there is a live stage. Oh. And there is a musician. And I'm talking about talented. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and we were getting some good stuff, so. Very cool. And, and, and every restaurant has a, a musician on mm-hmm. at all times. hmm so it's amazing. It was just an amazing experience. It's loud, but it's also wholesome, like you said, you know, very country and yeah. Middle America. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a good city. It's a good yeah. city. Um the yes.
3: the recording studios I, are always top-notch there too, I hear.
7: I'm so. sure. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I didn't do much of that. We did do the Country Music Museum and Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Like all that was awesome. The Country Music Museum is really really cool. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, that's dope, man. Um, have you ever been to like New Orleans?
7: I haven't been to New Orleans yet. Uh, I was in Miami earlier this year. And that was cool. Uh, Puerto Rico, a lot of Texas.
3: So what do you do at these like places? I'm, obviously, you're working. But what's been one of the more notable events that you've had to do audiovisual stuff for?
7: So these are all these, are, all these events are the same exact um, thing. It was a program developed by our client. Mm-hmm. And we're just executing it at this point and, and it's a training all right. for physicians so they get certified and make more money and and uh and be better trained you know mm-hmm. the whole thing is they want to standardize all these things so so you're just a road so show for them. them so yeah exactly i'm just a road show for them and, and we're helping them develop it because this is this, you know it's always developing the program's always developing mm. as. as uh, to get um, you should have
3: like, you should throw in like a Tupac hologram explaining everything. <laughs> That'd be so, we sick. have
7: something similar. I mean, we have iPads, we have 30 iPads. At, That's not a the,
3: Tupac hologram, Ollie,
7: but we're close to it. I mean, like, it's very I don't, interactive. I don't
3: see where you can make the jump from a few iPads to a Tupac hologram. <laughs> are, where are you going with this? Am I missing something?
6: Well, you're just not using your imagination. <laughs> you gotta use your
7: imagination. With, yeah, yeah. You throw some so VR goggles on with that iPad and you're set. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You throw, some, you throw some goggles on with that iPad and next thing you know, you have a uh, virtual reality show. Well, okay. there you go. All right. Yeah. So well, it's really close. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the, the whole thing this is what I was uh, alluding to with your with this beautiful laptop that you have over here. Is that <laughs> yeah. Thank you, you. You make it as a... Once you have a a starting point like a a a base where everything's communicating to, they can carry all that communication. Right, that's what carries the most energy is the communication. Right, times we're talking to each other. Whereas um, and so once you have that set up, I like for us with the iPads. Once those are there, now you could add any accessory that you want and have whatever event that you want. Okay. Uh, and then you can just get crazy. And at that point, it's just a matter of money. And
3: so money. the only reason there's no Tupac hologram is because you don't want to.
7: Exactly.
6: Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're hearing? Yeah. That's exactly That's what he just doable. said. He just said it.
7: You it's can rewind doable. the tape. That and, and time, scheduling. Like, we added a few things well, mid, midway. Well, it's Tupac not available? Oh, we, wow. We added a few things <laughs> midway. And I got to tell you that, like... Because it's all about uh, it's all about logistics and making it you know worth worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't lose money, right? So there is limits and all that. Um, so yeah, like for something like that, I'm saying because these done, are physicians. We've done. I've done the hologram. I know what you're talking about. Uh, that takes like two weeks. Okay. To set up. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's quite a process. But even just like a VR system, mm-hmm. it would still take us a couple of days. But once we have it all set up, I could totally see that happening. That's actually a wonderful idea.
3: Yeah, instead of having a boring <laughs> physician in a <the> lab coat <laughs> talking, you can have two I got to tell
7: you they've done a, ph- <laughs> a phenomenal job uh with these doctors. These doctors are like good at what they do. They like it you know and so they bring it mm. and they know how to bring like the audience in oh good okay really smart so the presenters too yeah it's been they really good, it's been really class. good. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man oh man no yeah they're, they're, oh, they're good they're top of their class type of thing so mm-hmm. you know they uh they really bring it it's funny cool it's funny okay. how like they have like these people f- like flock to them after these events with these questions and they. They want to hang out with them and just find out more and this and that. It's very, I love you know,
3: that. I love I love a good science and medical communicator <laughs> like like your like your Bill Nyes yeah. or your you <laughs> yes. know Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson's that just make it make it exciting for no. you to learn something like that. No, because right.
6: I've been to like several different conferences with all those health professionals and it's so it's boring. Boring as fuck. So having a good presenter right. that actually attracts. People and, for questions—that's amazing. To and hear. so that's why
7: this one's a little bit different because we do assist with with all that, be, only because this is a tour type. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing these doctors and they know us, and there's a lot of, like we're comfortable with each other. Whereas if you're doing a one-off show, you can't really tell this person that you've never met, like, "Hey, like you're really really monotone, you're boring. We need you to like pump it up." Right. That's not gonna mm-hmm. fly. So over here, we you know. Now with now since we're all familiar we've been traveling all year you're able to kind of be like hey what have you tried this you give or notes. what have we did that yeah. yeah and vice versa they tell us what's working and what's not working for them and so now it, all that helps all that helps all yeah. that feedback all that adjusting all that helps yeah it does whereas yeah i know what you're talking about you show up to these and the guys it's just
3: just a snore fest
7: Fuck. they're just reading yeah. off
6: the powerpoint Man.
7: i've I, i've done like engineer Conferences. Ugh. Like audio engineer conferences and they're talking about just numbers and people are getting all excited about it, like clapping. And it's like, What what are you clapping about? He said <laughs> he said nine point five eight and everybody's like, Did you hear that? Like, no no <laughs> God I mean,
3: You know, but uh um, fucking fainting in the aisles.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: this lady has the vapors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clutching at her pearls because you know the 0.5 oh man, this yeah. and that. we
7: just gained another set you know frequency what it's fucking literally heads explode
6: it's statistically significant oh my god
7: <laughs> but if you're paying attention like they're talking about you know in certain certain aspects like the future of shit okay and you're like oh fuck that'd be pretty cool <laughs> yeah but like tell us more about you know the overall big picture not yeah A yeah statistic. no not these guys I, like yeah they go into it they're going into it yeah they're, fucking, they're in that world oh
6: geez it'd
7: be it'd be trippy to find out that some of these guys see numbers like they just look at you and they're looking, like the whole matrix thing you know uh-huh. just seeing numbers and shit oh,
6: that'd be no. fucking crazy that's an android and you need to get away from that guy <laughs>
3: Yeah, we've been watching uh, way too much sci-fi in here, in here lately. Oh, for
7: real! Uh, I've met the the talking robot. Wow, what's her name? Celia. Yeah, Celia. Yeah, I've met her. Yeah, yeah. I have a picture of that on my, on the on the on the website, the company website, of me. Like, I took a picture with her, and and when I was there, we did a little interaction mm-hmm. thing. It was trippy. Her, did You ask I, her out? I did, and she turned me down. She, she said no, it wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> something about having a cold heart or whatever. I don't oh, know. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it needs to be just a little warmer than hers <laughs> <laughs>
3: for it to work. He's pretty reckless when these robots. Are ridiculous, dude? They're
7: getting out of line now.
3: I'm telling you me, know. man. Telling me. All right. Well, hey, man. It's good to see you again. That you're, you know, you're walking. It's nice to see you up and about, and uh, knowing that you're traveling the freaking country. That's that's crazy, and <laughs> yeah, that it's been... and that you're busy. You know, that yeah. it, that's good. That's good that you're uh, that you're thriving in that industry right now. So yeah, I've
7: been very fortunate. I think I've, uh, since last time I was here, mm. I was waiting to take a second MRI, and, and essentially once that happened, my second MRI and the doctor. So during this whole process, I've I've walked into two doctors' offices mm-hmm. and spoken to them, and both of them started off the sentence with like, you know, this is, I can't believe it, but you know, you don't have a broken bone. And then the last MRI was, you don't have any um, nerve damage or ligament damage; everything healed properly.
3: Well, and let's revisit it because the picture that you showed me was that okay. So rewind ollie you fall off a mountain right you stayed the night at the bottom of said mountain because the rescue team at the top of the mountain oh okay you're at the top of the mountain that's wherever you were you had to spend the night right in in the rain yes to wait for a rescue team to come get you correct and it was like the scene out of getting homer out of the gorge where he keeps fucking up so they drop you again
7: so my cousin i I want to go visit (laughs) my cousin in miami while i was in Miami. And we're talking, we haven't caught up. She lives in Miami, so we're catching up on all of this. And I tell her, Oh, you have it because she had a beautiful TV right outside, right? Yeah. And and she's like, I was like, Oh, it's connected to the internet. I put the YouTube You put that I, episode and on? I put our episode right on Yeah, the episode I was hearing. Oh, okay. Explaining okay. it, telling it, yeah. Telling it. And when the freaking video of Palmer falling mm-hmm. off the freaking cliff rolled, <laughs> she fucking lost her shit, bro. She hundred percent lost her shit. <laughs> She thought that was the funniest thing. She was like, you fucking idiot. That's exactly what it looked like. like sounded like. Pretty like, much. Oh, my God. Pretty much. She loved it. She loved it. And the, the weirdest thing was, you know, I, I hadn't seen it. Like, I, I had heard, uh, like, when you first aired it, I heard it. You listened did, to the audio. Yeah, I listened to the audio. Yeah. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> It was you so see, funny. we bring something special <laughs> to the so video funny. component.
3: <laughs> For those who don't check us out on Instagram or YouTube or even Facebook now.
7: <laughs> the, the video person. is up there, man. We had such a great time. It was yeah. funny. But uh but no, yeah, so so that happened and when when I took my first MRI, because of the, all the swelling it looked like, you know, it was gonna be serious. You might have to have ear They ear had to
3: fillet your shins, right? To let so all they, the, the the swelling kind of do. Yeah. Em. Yeah. swell out
7: and that's what saved my leg and that's what saved everything and why i'm able to um, walk away with um, minimal very minimal circumstances so did it it's sw- because the doctors did the surgeons skin? did an amazing time or was
3: it just all swollen and internal bleeding and that's and it ballooned your whole leg right correct
7: jesus christ
3: so yeah there was so they no- had to they had to do the cut me mick mm-hmm. to your leg mm-hmm. so that you can see during the fight
7: but they had to do it in a specific way because in that area of the legs, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of nerves because mm-hmm. they're all coming up from your foot and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. like I said, all credit to those the incredible surgeons in, in Hawaii. Like, yeah, yeah because um, I, got, I, I feel like that's what saved everything was that they did such a great job that, yeah, like, like I said, for, for having that experience of walking in and expecting like, hey, you're going to have to have – surgery or because that's what they told me they're like yeah, yeah based on your first mri you're fucked and i'm like oh shit that's <laughs> so not
6: something then, you want to hear
7: yeah so and then i could feel the pain right but yeah. i was already feeling better so i was i was uh i do a shout out to my boy uh munchy chi because he's he helped me munchy chi he helped Got me it. with all the pt okay he was giving me like the exercises that i should be doing one of the key ones that I feel like might have helped out a lot was uh walking on grass barefoot and all that and just doing laps and because at first essentially my foot was just a stone Mm. and it would just hurt so much but uh but yeah i just i just kept recovering i I knew i had had work coming up so that was your
3: that was the carrot at the end of the (laughs) stick right yeah Yeah.
7: so i did everything that i could uh, to um you know to get better during that process because the way he was explaining it too is that you don't want to uh, you don't want to start from zero, you know, when you get to PT, right. to actual PT, which, which I was, I was doing for, you know, three months. Yeah. Cause you've actually so by, feet time, by then. Yeah. By that time he said, you should be like at 50 and then they'll get you or higher if you can, uh-huh. you know, whatever, but get to like a higher, you know, 50% and then they'll guide you through the rest. And so with that, that was, the, that was the program that we set forward. And and we did it like i don't know you know i feel very fortunate like i said i feel a lot of things went in my way in a bad in a bad situation and and yeah so now since june i've been just going the first two months were brutal um uh, but they get you know they knew wh- what was going on and i wanted to do it
3: how much of that were you bedridden like you were just in the like laying down couldn't do anything a solid
7: month of nothing uh-huh. like i couldn't nothing and then Two months of you know moving around, but like not really because the first month it was just an open wound and she yeah, just hurt like anything, any air, everything just hurt. Jeez. That is by far the worst pain was the changing of the gauzes every day, yeah, every other day.
3: And what would happen uh, because obviously they had to do that because the entire thing was so swollen they had to let some stuff you know do their thing to come out right. what was coming out it wasn't blood
7: was it or was it just like liquid or old blood that it was bleeding it's, in there my understanding is a the, combination of it's pus of all that? It's pus, it's right? all like pus. it's trying to heal but you're you don't want it to heal because the swelling has to go down right right, right. so yeah so to prevent the healing they would collect essentially collect all that pus and then tear it out right with the, the gauze. gauze yeah and uh and yeah there was just no simple way and then and then i opted out of uh the plastic surgery yeah only because that was the weirdest shit was he told me that i'm in a year from now when i'm fully healed i might have to come back for like a, a like a nip and i was a like what nip the fuck? yeah exactly I was what like, does Wait. that mean like they were he's gonna have to come back and cut a piece out of the plastic because because it he said it'll it'll feel flappy uh-huh Cause you'll have excess skin, cause it'll grow underneath the plastic. Oh wow! So he's like, you ah, you come in and I clean that up and nip it up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like mm. that did not sound.
6: Good. have
3: put it in your ass.
6: <laughs> like a butt implant, yeah, like, a like butt that in-
3: Brazilian butt lift, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine
6: it's like, dang, Ollie, <laughs> don't let that skin go to waste. <laughs> Ollie's got back, dude. <laughs>
7: He's like, I got healed up, and I got a new ass out of it, too. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. But it was all timing, man. Once it healed, once it closed, it was, it's been like smooth sailing since then, you know. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's been good. That's
3: crazy, man. See, you can, you can go from almost giving us COVID to almost dying, and then this whole recovery journey is uh it's crazy man a lot can happen in
7: yeah nine now, months 11 now, months now come the holidays and you know time to celebrate and, and yeah and you've been working so just...
3: much that you can afford to you know take some time off
7: yes yes yeah. thankfully yeah, yeah
3: that's awesome
7: i mean i don't know about a ford but <laughs> there's sacrifices need to be made no, of course
3: <laughs> of course there's no free lunch
6: i'm glad your your leg is healing up well thank you yeah thank you yeah no yeah thank you
3: well, I mean, I guess the next time you come on, if there hasn't been a holographic Tupac in your presentations, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need video. I need, to be, I need to be there. You need to fly me out. You know, we, we need to do a podcast right then and there.
7: Yeah, man. Destination podcast would be fun. Yeah, those so are always nice. That's what I was going to ask you about um, you playing. Are you allowed to stream any of this? What do you mean? Like, would you be able to stream your band playing? at at these locations
3: uh probably yeah we would just need the proper uh equipment to you she know you have market. it right here no i I'm get looking that. at it <laughs> i get that no we've done it we, I've, I've had the band play in here and then we've we've put it live yeah yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. no yeah. but i'm i'm asking like the bars would be cool with it like how would that work
3: oh yeah i guess we would have to ask the bar if if that's cool you know because it's there <laughs> Because, like, for
7: the reason is, because, like, yesterday, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to hear some music and stuff, yeah. but I also wanted to stay home.
3: Right. So,
7: a lot had of you people, been like, yeah, we'll be A lot be of at people took that opportunity. Too. I might have, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: No, well, and then you were watching the fight, too. Yeah. Was it a good fight?
7: Yeah, it was all right. It was huh. good.
3: Yeah. I KO'd them. Yeah. You know? It's boxing, modern-day boxing.
7: Sex is it's as like, exciting as it's going to be. It was something be. to watch while I was home, man. It okay. was good. <laughs> <laughs> Canelo keeps speeding it up, man. Canelo. Uh, yeah, that was the, the the big thing was that, that he's like unified, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. Man. The other thing is that there was UFC fights last night. And mm-hmm. those were actually um, a little bit more entertaining. Nice. Yeah. All the, right. the card was good last night. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, sick, man. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. Kind of last minute. We were expecting to have our friends Caesar and Sandra on uh, because our friend Sandra is somewhat of a uh, Florence Gump. And so she's uh, seen a lot of artists and, and, and celebrities and just gotten into some wacky situations. So I was just going to ask her all kinds of questions. Well, I think uh, we're scheduled to have them on next week. So She's uh, a what? A Florence?
7: A, a Florence Gump?
3: That's what I Florence heard, too.
6: Gump. And I'm just like, I was focused on that. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure he said Florence Gump. Yeah, Florence
3: Gump, because she's a lady. <laughs>
7: what does that mean? I'm
3: not going to call her Forest. Uh-huh. Like Forrest Gump? Uh-huh. For- Are you following her? So oh, it's for- she's yeah, Forrest Gump.
7: Because their lives are like a box of chocolates. You never know
1: what you're gonna <laughs> get.
7: Christ!
1: Did you know that Fuck, modern day,
6: bro. modern day chocolate boxes have what's inside them, though? That's for
3: fucks like your brother who bite into all of them. Oh,
6: you cut them in half.
3: There
7: you go. Four pieces. I have seen you know. Cut them.
3: No, ones. you know I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't like biting into an already cut in half piece of chocolate. Like, just don't fuck with the chocolate. You know what they are. You know what the shitty ones are. Like, you know, if, by experience, if, if you're going to find one with like that really shitty lemon or, or, or strawberry... Uh, with coconut. You know know which ones they are. Like, just by the shape of them. By now, you should know which ones are the truffles, the ones that are rich in sugar and chocolate. Those are my favorite. Dude, those are the best. Hell yeah.
6: You you already know which ones they are, but sometimes I don't want the whole thing. I just want a little bite. A little bite. So that's why cutting it in half works out. Just get a little bite. And then that way, you can have more of the chocolate because you have only half the piece. Nah,
7: get your own damn box next time. Oh my God. So my bank (laughs) sends me a free pound from C's every year oh word yeah that's that's, that's cool for christmas mm-hmm. yeah so i'm excited to get that in the mail it <laughs> should be coming around the corner
6: <laughs> and they're still shipping it
7: wow. no they just they just give you the little code whatever little oh the gift so certificate it's like a, yeah the certificate yeah. Just oh, like, nice. yeah that chocolate okay. must
6: be melted
7: no you walk in you go it's to the store that's why that's why <laughs> it's so cool is that you go to the store and you get whatever you want it's a pound so, you get the pre made ones mm-hmm. or you could pick your own. So, I've been picking my own for a few years
3: now. Oh, you, it's an event to do yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
7: <laughs> I mean, it's free. You know what I mean? It can't be free. I mean, they got my money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just bought yourself some C's candies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's your money. Now, here's how, how to use it.
2: Why is your $25 missing from my checking account?
3: The fuck? <laughs> You've been had, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, man. Well, hey, um, again, we don't plan on having another big show here. This might be a, (laughs) this might be like a a new format because I'm down with these one-hour podcasts. They're more digestible. I think. Oh (laughs) yes. It's uh, less of a marathon and a little bit more of a sprint, and I can just shit on everybody at the same time. Who cares? Uh, on tap today, man, we got two special guests. Uh, now, one has been on the show a couple of times, but we, uh, we invited somebody else uh, to come along with him. That's Caesar of the, uh, of the Soaring Blackbirds. Say hi, Caesar. Hey, how's it going? And uh, we got Sandra, his lady friend. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the show now. Uh, Caesar, you've been on the show a couple times uh, for the Soaring Blackbirds, a couple releases that you guys were promoting back then, right?
4: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And the most recent time was uh, actually, this is the first time you're actually doing it from the actual studio. Prior to, to you being on the show today in here, in this particular room, we had you in the, in the living room. The very first time it was over at the, the the dumpy little office in West Covina, California. We had you on in the in the living room. The first time uh, during a, a Dodgers playoff game. Yes. And um, in similar fashion, we had you at this particular house in our living room, mm-hmm. trying to spread out <laughs> because of COVID. Right. Right. Yeah. So and then we got we got like filthy drunk. Yes, uh, You uh, you and Chuck and, and Mario, Mario, you guys brought a, a tequila bottle. Is that right? Yes. I, that was, I, I uh, don't the, remember too I much. I think it was
4: it. a Rocks tequila bottle, right? Yeah.
3: That uh, sounds right. Yeah. It, it was awesome because it was it was really easy to- uh, Very smooth. To drink. Dangerous. Yeah. So super dangerous. And I think all of us were at least buzzing by the end of that yeah. podcast.
4: That was a long podcast. I think it was like two hours, right? Couldn't get you to <laughs> shut up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 oh, Chuck always yeah, chimed yeah, in Ch- with something. Yeah. <laughs> It was always fun, but um, the reason uh, and Sandra, you've been like around us while we've been recording a podcast, but you were like on the sidelines, just kind of checking it all out. This is the first time you're actually making a an actual appearance on the show for a really cool reason, and uh, we can thank Caesar for this. But he, uh, he he claims that you're a Forrest Gump of sorts, that you uh, get yourself into these cool situations where you like these cool like celebrity encounters. Um, I don't know. Like, where should we start here, Caesar? Because uh, what was it? It must have been maybe a month ago. It's close to it. A month ago, yeah. we were playing a show outside of um, of some bar, I think. Uh, the, the, the Fallen Electric was playing a show. You guys went to go see us play. And then you just started talking about how all these crazy celebrity encounters that she gets herself into <laughs> That's right. throughout the years. And, you yeah. got, and you're just like, you should put her on the show. and We could talk about it. <laughs> now, you started ta- talking about some of those stories. At some point. Um, and then she had to cut you off because she just want, you wanted to go home, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah I think was, we, it was pretty late. We're going on and on.
3: Yeah. We
1: closed down the bar. They wanted to leave.
3: Right, right. So, I mean, where should we start there, Caesar?
4: Well, most of these stories, I mean, we weren't together back then. I mm-hmm. think one or two happened after we met. Yeah. At, uh, after night in nineteen We've been together for a long time. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Where do you want to start? I think one of... The well, Rage Against the Machine, that one's pretty oh, good because I think the Machine. they used to. Oh play- <laughs> yeah, yeah, just
3: uh, no big deal. You, you were hanging out with Rage Against the Machine and. Well, no. What, what was the year?
1: Uh, it was even prior to when they even became big. Um,
3: so early early nineties or late early, late eighties? No,
1: early early nineties. So what happened is that, um, you know, how Zach de la Rocha, they used to have their studio there in Highland Park. Sure. I, mean, I don't know if he still has it there, uh-huh. but. He used to have it there, and my friend back then, they used to live down that same street. So um, there's a movie theater called The Highland that's right up that, on Figueroa or York, or wherever. Okay. We used to go watch movies. That one night, we all walked to that movie theater, and we passed, because that studio where he has it, it's in the corner. So we had all passed by, and um, they were giving, like, little flyers out to, oh, come watch this show that there's going to be a band practicing huh. and we're just going to have a party here we're like oh well, we got to go watch our movie I don't even know what movie we went to go watch but we went to the movie and then after the movie came out I mean we passed by there again the guy goes hey you know the music's about to start whatever All right. went in there Checked out the band and it ended up being Rage Against the Machine. It was Zac de la Rocha.
3: Were they called that at that I time? I
1: don't remember them being called that. But when they gave us a demo CD, it was. It did say Rage Against the Machine. Okay,
3: so okay. Yeah, so I guess it was. Right.
1: And so then. Um, you know, legend
3: has it that they've only really they only really played one show before they got signed by Sony. Yeah, is that right? Uh,
1: I don't know exactly. That's but that, <laughs> and I
3: guess uh, and, and you know. I've seen video of them playing like some university campus, um, so and and other like little and their very very first show was in front of like a, a, a family in a living room yeah. is what I'm told. So I guess you know when they say that they they've only played one show, probably like a big stage show before they actually yeah. got big with Sony.
1: Yeah, but what ended up being cool after that is because mm. then a few months later they got really they blew up. They blew up. Yeah, and on that demo they had Zach. You know, and you can tell his. Look by his hair and all that, and we're like, "Oh shit, it's (laughs) it's him!" (laughs) This is Rage Against the Machine, (laughs) (laughs) and lo and behold, there you go. That was my first Rage Against the Machine show. (laughs) And what
3: what kind of venue was this in?
1: It was just it it was in a studio. Just imagine like a big warehouse Uh looking place, and they had had like a little stage there. They brought a there was a keger of beer in the corner, and just a bunch of people just watching them play these songs. Yeah. What songs? I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember what songs they uh, were. Probably
3: the songs in the first album, probably. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, they, they also had other demo songs that never got to any album. Yeah. Uh, they were they just became like extras or on a B-side yeah. at, at later times. Um, but that's, that's dope.
1: Yeah, and then from what I heard after that, I don't know if his studio, if that practice that he had is still there. But I remember a lot of people used to go down there and visit it all the time. Okay. I don't know if he's still there. Or. Question. I know, I
4: know he lived there. Or is that demo? <laughs> doesn't your no. doesn't your brother have it?
1: Even if he has it, or I don't even know it's where it's somewhere, he, right? It, it might be somewhere. Uh, huh?
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Go for it.
4: It's somewhere.
3: Well, that's one. That's yeah. one cool encounter. What else you got? I know that you've met. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jenkins. From Third Eye oh, Blind, that's your favorite band. Yeah, yeah, right. Third Eye she, Blind. She's
4: got the, the tattoo right with yeah, the lyrics. Yeah, that's and the shirt, that's, right? Ironically, yeah, if yeah, I shirt. couldn't be with Caesar, that, that's the <laughs> that's
1: the man I would marry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Caesar knows well that if yeah. I came across, and that's why one time we went to go see them in Vegas, and. Um, I just happened to run into him in the elevator, and I said, oh, my God, you know, I would marry you. When I was younger, I used to say that, you know, my name was Sandra Jenkins. All
3: <laughs> <family>. <laughs> and How did he take that? The
1: first thing that came out of his mouth was like, uh, well, we're in the right city for that matter. I, was like, I had to think about it. I was like, wait, okay, Caesar's upstairs. Uh, Stephen Jenkins is right here yeah. in this elevator. Hmm.
2: Oh. It's a tough choice. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean... Uh, Sorry, Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has their own crushes, right? I would have to go that way, right? Right. Which I know you guys always play the third eye blind, which makes me really happy when you guys play it.
3: Oh yeah, we play jumper when we play live, so that's always a fun one to play. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You were you were bragging about a bunch of other stuff that she's been gotten herself into a bunch of other shenanigans.
4: Um.
1: Well, I think Vin- one of the cool ones would be... Vince Vaughn. No. Um, oh, what? Vaughn. Oh, yeah. yeah, Vince Vaughn. See, the, he, he was with me for this. Yeah, part. that
4: we were together then. It was at the... I don't know if you remember this venue. <clears throat> it was in Los Angeles called The Garage. Okay. A lot of cool rock and roll bands we used to play there. We used to go there like once or twice a month. And then this one time we went to go see our friends called the Hellbenders. and They're not around no more. But we didn't know that it was kind of like a private party. And you can take it away from me.
1: Well, there's a uh, Kiss. See,
3: you weren't invited?
1: Well, we went, we went no, because... Because our friends were playing.
3: Okay, okay, we okay, okay.
1: It. So we were, in that sense, invited. Yeah. yeah. But um, we didn't know that the main band that was playing, it was a, a band called Larger Than Life. It was a Kiss tribute band. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but from what I've known, the a lot of celebrities are a big fan of this mm. tribute cover mm. band. So um, the then the show was put on yeah. by John Favreau.
3: Okay, yeah.
1: and he had just finished uh, *Swingers*. Fi- filming *Swingers*, yeah. and I think uh, Vince Vaughn was there too, and he had just finished what *Psycho*.
3: Psycho. Oh, okay, mid nineties. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: and they were just both of them was were like crazy drunk in there dancing yeah. around. That's the
3: sa- that's the *Psycho* with Anne Heche.
1: Yes. Think, right? yes. Yeah, You get to
3: see her butthole in that movie.
1: <laughs> oh when she falls in the tub. When she falls in the tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like that's if you if idea. you freeze
3: the frame, that's like her chocolate starfish is right there. never well, on display. Yeah, well
1: I never froze that
3: frame there, but I well, there you go. Next time, time you watch the movie. Doesn't have to it need to watch be frozen
1: there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then um just saying. <laughs> I ended up meeting me. me. <laughs> I ended up meeting him because he ended up drinking, I mean, dropping his drink He all spilled over a me.
4: drink on her. Vince Vaughn
1: did? Yeah, yeah. And he's
4: drunk, I spilled a drink on her. <laughs> Is he a sloppy
3: drunk? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. He looks yeah. like, oh, he's a big guy <laughs> yeah. too. He's like six foot something, yeah.
4: like yeah. six five or
3: something.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was pretty tall. But, um, Yeah, he's and he was like so apologetic, he ended up buying me another drink 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 or whatever. And and
4: so she was gonna go off on him because initially he she didn't know who he was. And swingers sucked, and then when she she (laughs) saw his face, oh, it's Vince Vaughn, yeah. And um, but going back to the the band Larger Than Life, uh huh, it was a what's the PC correct term? Little people, little people, Uh yeah, it was little people, yeah, it was little kids people. Larger, like, they have big boots, you know? Okay. And the lead singer, Paul Stanley, if you will, was a black dude. Okay. You know, it, was, it looked, it looked kind of cute. It was kind of funny. <laughs> was so cool. They're like a Polly Pocket yeah, version of they have this loud sound, man. These little guys with big boots, you know, and shaking the ass. You they're know? really so good. They're very good, larger than life
3: guys. Nice. They, uh, do you think they're still around or
4: nah? Uh, no. I know they're What year was it? Midnight. Midnight.
3: Maybe not. I'm I don't sure think they've... little people live that long. Do they? I don't know. I, I
2: don't know what their span I is. That's think, a I, question. Don't think they yeah. I don't think they
3: live long. I don't think they live long. I think but Brad Williams is on his way out. What? Look at Minnie me He just passed. The,
4: the, and then the kid rocked.
3: Yeah. Joe yeah, um, Josie. Josie. Oh, yeah. Josie. Yeah. <laughs> Get my name from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He didn't last too long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Maybe they're all uh, six feet under now. Yeah.
1: Not, they're not large Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> these jokes just rolling right out
3: yep all right so larger larger than life
6: larger than life in another world
4: right i think they're on social media somewhere if you look for
1: them yeah Yeah. maybe it's a new batch
4: yeah the best (laughs) franchise it yeah (laughs) the best (laughs) kiss cover band ever and i've seen quite a few yeah
3: yeah Yeah. you know it's funny a lot of uh a lot of cover bands or tribute bands are often better than the actual band themselves right because they uh, they study every little thing about them Mm -hmm. um the, the the better trivia bands I've seen are you know those that are dedicated to the Beatles mm-hmm. and they they really go all out and they they get down to the smallest detail even right. um, even as far as going like in 1960 something they played this sh- this show and this microphone was on this part of the speaker right you know they go like that far and they really try to recreate the moment
4: now are you talking about the band you guys opened up for in Ontario um, that's seem, one of
3: a few that, that I've legit. seen yeah. um, I've seen the fab <laughs> Faux. I've seen um, the Fab Four. It's another trivia band. Mm -hmm. And then the Hard Day's Night is the one that we opened up for uh, here in Ontario. So there's been a a few that I've seen. Um, This was the only time I wasn't drunk off my ass. (laughs) All the other times I've been pretty drunk because uh, uh, there's this place by the beach it's like the sushi, but some, mo- the most random re- kind of restaurant. Like they have sushi, but they make omelets for the morning and all you can drink mimosas. Sounds good. And uh, I forget the name of this place. I don't even know if they still do it anymore. COVID probably killed that. Uh, but I, I went a couple times and just, I'm like, just leave the freaking mimosa. Dispenser right here, and I was just (laughs) by the time you know they play their second set because they do a a, like a wardrobe change in between sets because of the many eras that they had. Yeah, Uh, I was already drunk. (laughs) That's the end of my story. That helps sometimes. You're a little
4: bit buzzed, you know. It seems more than what it is. Speaking
3: of what, are we drinking here? Let's let's point this out.
4: This is very tasty.
3: A little Uh,
1: Baron Jaeger,
4: Baron Jaeger. It's uh, honey Jaeger. All right, yeah, so it's good for uh put it on my waffles. Yeah, waffles. Damn. Uh,
6: mm-hmm. Ice cream. You're sick. <laughs> it's uh, a little runny for waffles. There's
3: another one that I think that is made by Jägermeister. It's not this one, right?
1: No. I'm
3: no. Not Jägermeister not. has its own honey flavor. And you know how, how viscous Jägermeister mm. is? It's not as runny, and that's something you can put on your waffles. And it, it tastes nothing like Jägermeister. I don't want to scare you away from it if you're not. A, you have, a, you have a, a chilling station at your home. We do. We yeah, did. I've seen it. I don't think I've partaken. No. I need to go over and
6: partake in it. And
3: just get all kinds of shit housed. I've been saying shit housed a lot lately. Shit
6: housed. Where did you last <laughs> hear that word?
3: Uh, it might have been the nineties. Oh,
6: okay. <laughs>
1: shit housed. <laughs> it might have been like
3: like uh, don't be a menace or something. I don't know.
1: It's like the version of brick house. Brick yeah. shit shit <laughs> house
3: <laughs> we'll shit house. Shit yeah, house. Like a shit Not well, just you, shit faced. Well you know and, and I think shit.
1: in starting actually in November. Mm. Jaeger brings out another i don't know if you've ever tasted it's a cinnamon vanilla oh, oh word yeah and that one's really good it's seasonal every november and december It'll so it's
3: like a it's like a horchata
4: yeah then. okay
1: but it still has a little bit of that you know because Jaeger has that yeah that yeah. taste but it, it's cinnamon and i think it's cinnamon it, vanilla
4: yeah you can probably pair it with the Lacroix.
3: okay yeah, yeah. um Another liqueur, uh, we got into fucking alcohol here, but we, uh, another liqueur <laughs> that we recently enjoyed at a KBBQ spot was a grape flavored, uh, what was it?
6: Soju? Soju. No. It tastes exactly. Grape.
3: Nope. Nope. <laughs> tastes exactly like Jägermeister. It is. So I don't know why you would. It is not a grape flavor. it exists.
6: <laughs> yeah. I like soju. I like the peach, the lychee. hmm
3: What's soju? It's like a, it's like a wine, right?
6: Yeah. It's wine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's like a Korean. We uh, had a,
4: a great seltzer ha huh, from I and I. It was mm-hmm. so good. It's dangerous. It's like cooling. Oh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, well oh, you nice. had the uh, at Strom also, you had R- that fruity pebble drink. Oh right? yeah,
3: it tastes like fruity pebbles. It's <laughs> like a beer that tastes like fruity pebbles. It was weird. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> uh anyway, we got off the rails there. But uh I don't know, man. I you you uh what makes you th- get into these kinds of situations and are you just fearless
1: i have no idea i might be i don't know i no, you know what it's i guess he sees right the time, moment right time right
4: time yeah
3: yeah but like when you when you encounter these i mean obviously two out of those three you they encountered you in a way
1: yeah
3: uh you were stuck in an elevator with the other yeah so
1: well i i guess it just it randomly happens it's right. like now. i mean if, it, if something was to happen i mean Mm-hmm. You can talk about it because I think it happened with such cool people yeah. like, that we respect now. Like another incident. Sublime. The Sublime. What? <laughs> with the, the original Brad, lineup? Yeah, with Bradley Null. Um, I don't know if you remember the punk shows they used to do up in Glen Helen.
3: No, uh, I was probably a small child. I'm
1: sure probably <laughs> you were, yeah. Because <laughs> the one that was there when we went in the 90s when Sublime played it with Bradley no uh-huh. And I think it was Guttermouth Mouth who... Uh, <laughs> Was what there the too, fuck? and they're the ones that say break the barrier kids. and they're talking uh, all this mess about like. out. yeah, I remember.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't remember, but yeah, they were I, known
1: for everyone spitting on them yeah. when they sang. Yeah, yeah <laughs> when yeah. they were, it was gross. <laughs> them and
3: the addicts, I think, yeah. or the vandals, yeah, the, the very spit pump, on. Right Things yeah. to do,
4: right?
1: But we were backstage because. Of my friend being uh, married to Joe from The Vandals, Uh, so that's why we were backstage. Okay, but when Gutter Mouth was playing, let's just
3: gloss over that, by the way.
1: (laughs) Maybe we should get him on the show. Okay, (laughs) Sandra, if you're listening. (laughs) But anyways, we were backstage and. Guttermouth was doing their thing out there and they told everybody oh you know there's better beer and food back here in the back and you know just creating chaos okay well all these kids just started breaking the barricades and (laughs) trying to rush back and everything and so they locked us they kind of did a lockdown for us in the back and so everybody was in the dressing rooms and Mm -hmm. said, no one come out because all these kids were running amok in the back and so um we happened to be in the same dressing room where Bradley was in, yeah, and they were supposed to go on after Guttermouth. So okay. they went on, and he was worried about something else. And he told me, "Hey, can you take care of my dog?" Which the was, Dalmatian, which was Louie Louis' dog,
3: <laughs> the fucking
1: dog that's the on the do- album covers, the dog himself. What? Okay, wow. so I I got to be the dog sitter for Bradley for Nome. a set, for a set, yeah, because I had to. You know, I was How was the
3: dog? Was he a cool dog? He
1: was cool. He our chill. He was basic Dalmatian. Okay. I mean, it, I, that He's probably
3: t- down in the ground with Kiss now, right? Probably. Or the yeah. small Kiss.
1: And uh, back then, I didn't really think, oh, my God, this is Bradley's dog. Yeah. Because I never thought that he was going to die.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I guess. Yeah. But Yeah. that's a cool story. I How mean, long after did he pass?
1: Um, I don't recall. Because he passed away in what? Like in the...
3: Late 90s? Late 90s, I think, yeah.
1: So it might have been just a few years after.
3: Okay. <laughs> Fucking drugs, man.
1: Yeah. But we saw, but I saw Blind Melon. I saw Shannon Hoon before his last show where he died. Jesus. Yeah.
6: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he has a documentary. Oh, he does. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's the one who filmed it. There's what? a lot of these t- types of documentaries coming, coming out where people <clears throat> in the 90s would just have VHSs were, yeah. and film their lives. Yeah, um, They did that with... Uh, um, so, who, what's her name? Uh, Punky Brewster. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She had right. one come out where like all her friends were pretty much like Leonardo DiCaprio, like a young, yeah. you know, teenage Leo, and a bunch of all those other celebrities from back then. And uh, gee, somebody else, who, uh, Batman, uh, fucking. Yeah, the, uh, uh, we're talking about um, here, the birthday cake. What are the Batman? Not Clooney. Valcomer. Valcomer. Val Kilmer. Val yeah, Kilmer. Yeah. He has a he has a documentary style. That was pretty sad, that yeah, not, pretty sad. I haven't seen it, um, but I hear I hear that it's yeah. tough to get through. It's just long, it's just sad yeah.
1: because if you're a fan of his work, to see him like that is just
3: down in the dumps, kind yeah, of. thing? Okay, kind of,
1: well, just to see him with that talk through that, uh-huh. it's kind of hard to to take in because you see him on all these movies like he was in the doors and yeah, he was Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. he was a badass in Tombstone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He was so like fit and skinny, and yeah. now he's not. <laughs> real one of my favorites
1: is a real genius. Everything, real genius. Uh-uh. No? Oh no! Uh-huh. Early eighties. Early eighties. Yeah. All right, right,
3: all right. It's pretty good. Tight. Yeah.
4: So, so blind melon.
1: Blind melon. W- was
4: that the last show? Right uh, before he went to New Orleans and.
1: Yeah, that right? was the show before he went to New New Orleans, where he passed away. But mm. he played in L.A. and um, I forget what venue it was, but that's the the venue where he. Pretty much got arrested after two songs because he whipped out his penis and as the, you do, yeah, and mm-hmm. just start urinating on all the people in the front row.
3: You know who just did that uh, a couple days ago? Are you guys familiar with uh, Brass Against? They're a uh, all brass cover band that that you know covers like Tool songs and brass. I'm talking like trumpets and yeah. trombones and shit like that. Um, the singer, female, forget her name uh i don't know how this happened uh the only thing i saw online this this happened like a couple days ago they played a show uh she invites a fan on stage proceeds to uh pull down her pants and just pees on his face
6: what the Not for a
3: couple of seconds (laughs) she helps herself to an entire session (laughs) oh Uh, she she it's like a you know it's like a helicopter putting out a forest fire (laughs) where <laughs> she just
6: She's just dousing him? Dousing
3: him. Oh. Um I don't know what Excuse that had to me, do sir. You while are too while hot. <laughs> while they were playing uh, hey, Wake I'm Up by Rage thing? Against Rage, the Machine. Rage, yeah, Rage Against Yeah.
4: Yeah, I saw it on social media a few days. ago. Oh, is that ago. the one you were showing me? Yeah, it was on social media. It's uh, kind of gross. Yeah, it's gross, but it, it sounds like it was uh, premeditated. Premeditated, yeah, because the guy he goes up there. Oh, you're gonna piss on my face? All right, go. And, you know, and it, sounds, it sounds like fetish.
1: Isn't it, it a fetish though? Yeah, I think it's think that's a fetish. no, totally, yeah. but like
4: they're in front of like thousands of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, gross i didn't know about them till now so i guess no
3: no okay. i mean they 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 cover a mean song like yeah. i think uh one of my favorite covers that they do is the pot by tool mm-hmm. yeah this is really it's good. good it's yeah. really good yeah. yeah but i'm like yeah, that caught me off guard i was like i would never think that they would do something mm.
1: <laughs> where, where are they from
3: i have no clue probably from here Uh-oh. socal I haven't, but i don't know uh,
1: that's a warm bath
3: yeah a warm bath. <laughs> yeah golden shower uh-huh.
6: now the rest of the stage smells like piss Yeah The rest of the set Oh gross Yeah
3: I'm hoping it wasn't like The first song And (laughs) it's just a big old puddle Right there for like The next 45 minutes
1: Gross Yeah Uh, Maybe she downed like A couple jugs of Celery juice also Imagine if it was uh, like uh, Asparagus Oh (laughs) Let's
4: punish this guy Or some LaCroix (laughs) Some LaCroix (laughs) Can't be
3: that bad I don't know It was pretty yellow
6: (laughs) 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 Don't eat it (laughs) Yeah
3: uh,
1: so but, he did that too so that that was that's okay oh yeah
3: right yeah and no he,
1: he got arrested that night i mean i think we only saw three songs before because he was out of his mind already drugs drugs yeah and so he went on there and he we didn't even know what he was singing and he pulled that up the cops came up took him off stage arrested him and then from what i heard when they got bailed out they went to new orleans and then he had died
3: okay you know who's cornered the market in uh busting out a dick on stage is the uh homeboy from rammstein he doesn't he bust out like this huge dildo like hooked up to a uh to a to a hose pretty much (laughs) and then he just sprays the crowd with water it's just water but it's coming out of his pants so it looks like
1: didn't gore used to do that too yeah with the big penis yeah like the
4: the, the cum right
1: Right? yeah no but
4: it was actual no, it wasn't. No. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they were like incendiary. So it was like foam there. though. It was like so yeah. foam that they used, oh, okay. so
1: it did look all yeah. Gooey and ooey, yeah. I guess.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Shock value, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Adult Nickelodeon. <laughs> that slime isn't green. Instead of
4: green, it's uh,
3: yellow, right?
1: Those it's were crazy shows. An I think off I went to a one gore show. Yeah,
3: you did? One. What would you say is the color of semen? Is it like a Navajo white or an eggshell or off white? <laughs> Flat white. <laughs> Flat, I guess it depends on your diet, no? Yeah.
6: yeah. It's more like a pearl color. But that's what I was going to say. Yeah,
3: that's where the Pearl Jam gets its name.
6: Well, there you
1: go. Yeah,
3: it's Pearl Jam for you. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, anyway, Caesar, man, I don't know if you want, you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this. But you, the, the reason you kept postponing you being on the show and, and talking about all this is because you had a medical issue. I'm curious to learn more about it because I've, I I would never want to experience what you experienced, which is equivalent to a male having a baby,
4: right? Yeah, that's what I've been told is uh, childbirth yeah Childbirth i mean like, contractions contractions i don't know
3: let's not and you know let's not paint a, a, a different picture than what it is but you, you didn't ha- you, you didn't have a baby no okay and
4: i did not produce a stone maybe a little bit of sand <laughs> no. for what
3: it's worth okay yeah but you got you had a kidney stone
4: yeah i had a kidney stone it was like four millimeters so uh, they couldn't oh zap it out God. um i heard if it's like Larger, you know, like six or five, even five, right? Like yeah, Instead, I think it. larger than five. And say. five little zap it. So I had to like wait till, you know.
3: And this happened in the middle of a uh, of a Halloween party.
4: Yeah, we were party poopers. We had to leave early. And I told Sandra, like, let's get out of here. You were and, in pain. Uh, were, were very, yeah, in pain. And uh, we went to the ER like, uh, was it 1230 or so? Like one, one o'clock. One, and got out of there like at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus.
3: Yeah. And for how many days were you like you were hurting because you you still went to work, right? Because you were told that you still had to walk around and stuff.
4: Yeah, you have to walk around. You can't like, you know, relax or any, anything like that. So mm-hmm. I went to work and a good thing I worked for the courts. So good thing we didn't have a jury going on because uh, I would have been in much more pain. So I was able to walk around and stuff like that. So I was supposed to take like um Norco, I think three times a day or whatever, or mm-hmm. four times. I only took it once before going to sleep. I was just stuffing it out.
3: Yeah. Well, what does that that do to you? It, I it mean, kills it's a painkiller, pain but yeah, does it, it put pain. you to sleep too? Or yeah. Does it just make you un, unenergetic?
6: Give you Norco. All wow. the above. Yeah. Okay.
4: Initially, right. they gave me was it ibuprofen? Ibuprofen. Like a small dose. I'm like, this is not. It's doing just anything. Advil. It's not. Yeah. Doing yeah. Shit. It pretty much. It was <laughs> yeah. like a 200 yeah. milligram. 200 <laughs> milligram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I on yeah. I take one. The narcotics. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the doctor was like, "Yeah, we'll give you some Norco. You know, just be careful. Don't drive. All that good stuff." Okay. And, uh, I took it for two nights and then it, you know, did what it did. And then the third night I went to sleep and like two hours later, I was like in so much pain, even worse than the first time that I felt the pain. And then, uh, usually it takes like 20 minutes or an hour for it to go away. And eventually it did. Right. So I, I went to sleep and then I woke up the next day and then no pain. The next day, no pain. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then I called the doctor Monday and, and she was like, I, I guess it's out. But I was waiting for blood and the stone, like the, the climax, you know, but nothing. <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. crime
0: scene? <laughs> yes, yeah, You were you, waiting yeah. for, okay. Yeah, because yeah,
4: I hear if
3: you have a, a stone, yeah. Um, in fact, I know somebody else who just passed a kidney stone. Uh, yeah, you, you, you there's blood in your pee. Yeah, there's you know.
4: blood, and then there's there's a stone, and then you send it to the lab, and they'll see what's in it, and then they'll tell you, okay, well, you know, here's your diet, right. you know, because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of misconceptions. They think that it's either lack of water, too much sugar, too much salt, obesity, um, lack of exercise, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know. Do you exercise? Yeah, yeah. I walk at least thirty minutes a day. Okay, yeah. That's something. Yeah, and, and drink a lot of water. I hardly drink any soda. Uh-huh. So, but what I'm thinking, we're thinking it's probably all the damn su- uh, sunflower seeds that I was eating during the baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or you just create a pile.
3: Yeah, of, it wasn't your It
1: wasn't your regular hand. Right. It was a half. It a was Ace yeah. Ventura on the flight half, to Africa. Exactly. Yeah, half.
4: A <laughs> I was filling up those <laughs> cups with shells of sunflowers, right. and then the
1: next you one might as well next. be swimming in the sea. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, but uh yeah, you get pain on the side. The back and your groin section,
3: and they couldn't zap it because it wasn't a large enough stone. Exactly,
4: yes. it'd be I think five or six millimeter.
3: Uh huh. And I would have greased the technician's palm and just told them <laughs> to just zap it out of there. But right? they're looking out for your liver now. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah but don't. you've been you've been torturing your liver for years. <laughs> yes. How, why the
4: fuck should you care, Caesar? Well, they they did a, a scan. Well, not your
1: liver, your kidney. My kidney. My
4: kidney. Yeah. They did a okay. blood test and everything. And it is not alcohol. It's nothing like that. So uh-huh. I'm good. I'm back to normal. Thank God.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I think because now they also have what they gave them. And I think this would happen because they have a medication now that helps dissolve the stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. like, we're thinking that's what happened with him. That's why we didn't actually see a stone. It kind of turned into like a sand. Dust. Like yeah. sand, Yeah, out. like
4: sand, if you will. So when I call the doctor, she is like, oh, yeah, it happens. Most, most of the time you won't see this stone. So. It's kind of like a normal thing, right? Yeah, right. So, all you guys out there listening, if you get side pain, back pain, growing pain, growing pain, go to the ER. It's
3: a stone. It fucking
4: hurts, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't hurt. <laughs> it, it, it fucking it hurts. It fucking it hurts. Jeez,
3: uh, I, I can only imagine. I think one of the bigger pains I've ever had myself. Just to turn this back around to be about me uh has been when i did the one chip challenge on this very podcast <laughs> and uh but this wasn't this part wasn't on the podcast where i was uh curled up into the fetal position <laughs> on the bathroom floor here uh and steph also who also consumed said one chip on the challenge yeah. uh was also experiencing the pain herself but in a different way because i think you had thrown it
6: up right no i was i was you were i was like dry heaving Okay. And yeah. the internet told me to drink a lot of milk and eat bread to try to douse the flames that were coming out of my yeah. mouth. It wasn't working. It wasn't working, and I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was over yeah. the kitchen sink. What's I, left to do? I didn't,
3: <laughs> I didn't partake in so much of that bread eating. Uh, I think I, I think we had milkshakes, so I finished my milkshake, but uh, it just didn't sit well with me. And I was really, actually, I think I threw it up. Which at a certain point I learned that it was the wrong thing to do because it reintroduces the right. the, the fucking back spice up. back into your esophagus uh, and out your mouth. So yep. now you're you know now you're burning up again just like you did when you first ate it. And uh, so does and then I was have, just doubled up on you know. Does I was,
1: that affect your bowel? Like when you went to the bathroom?
3: The next uh, <laughs> the next day was uncomfortable. Was I gotta say, yeah, it yeah. was spicy. I was uh, (laughs) I was on a rocket to space,
4: (laughs) spicy Cheeto. Were you on
3: fire? Yeah, it was not a good time. Um, Would I do it again? Fuck yeah, do it again. Uh, But it's got to be worth it, (laughs) you know. Maybe you guys would be down. I mean, you said that you took a chip right recently. That
4: same chip. Yeah, ironically, when we left the party, an hour at the party, party Uh, an hour before my my uh, my buddy brought one of those uh, pocky boxes no. and uh no one wanted to eat one so we kind of like shared one between three of us mm-hmm. and um when i went to the er I asked the doctor did it have anything to do with the chip and they're like no 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 there's nothing to do with it so okay but uh yeah it's very hot dude uh I and you be- had a I third like believe- I- yeah thirty, you had the whole chip yeah yeah so yeah
3: it's uh it's a it's a healthy layer of powder that chili powder that they put on that chip like it's furry right. it when does, you look at it
6: it doesn't even taste good no. It hit, right. Like, it's
3: punishment yeah. as soon as it hits yeah. you at the surface of you, your body. You're supposed to handle it with gloves. We didn't have gloves.
6: So
4: so you almost <laughs> went to the ER and you're still willing to do it again? Yeah.
3: yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> probably for uh so, for clout. Uh,
4: for uh, 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 bra- uh, bragging rights. Bragging <laughs> <or laughs> rights. For money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, if we can so get sp- sponsored sponsor- by Pocky, that's it. Yeah, there you go.
3: There you
1: go. Uh, then you'd
3: have to take one each uh show you do oh fuck that yeah. no i'm not down every year <laughs> but uh but yeah uh, caesar Sander, you guys are good friends of ours good, good friends of the show man we've gone to a few hockey games with you guys uh you, you guys are big fans of the dodgers just like us and you what's cool about you guys i think is that you guys even follow their their minor league yeah. teams too which is actually pretty cool because of the farming system so you get to see a lot of the uh, a lot of the actual players who are in the big leagues if maybe they're recuperating from an injury or they just you know they need to train a little bit more on something yeah. they'll go there.
1: And what's yeah. cool about that is because we have them right here close to us. I mean, yeah. Rancho, Rancho. Yeah, Rancho and then Ontario. Mm. We have the Kings and the Dodgers right here. Yeah,
4: and we've and seen quite a quite a few players uh S.
1: who else? S. started there. Um Kershaw no, no, Kershaw no. didn't start there, but um, but he played there, right? Yeah, he played there to rehab. Mm. Uh, but we saw before they got a Bellinger, Seager, Bellinger,
4: Seager. Yeah, love of those you. guys. Yeah,
1: and then the hockey, yeah, the, hockey you guys also, to the hockey also camp, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Peterson. Yeah,
1: those hockey yeah. games are always fun. You guys
4: are invited again. Hockey season is here, so if you guys want to come?
3: I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Just I'm bring there. your
1: little, just bring your jacket, vaccination mm. card, because they also mm. ask you. Yeah.
3: Oh, they're like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I got it. That's fine. It's fun <laughs> yeah. times. A lot of today's geeking out will will encompass uh, the LA Comic Con. But before we get into any of that, I wanted to geek out about the uh, that Get Back special on Disney Plus that I that I just finished watching today. The three um,
6: three parts, right? It's a
3: three part uh, docu series. Uh, Peter Jackson directed it. And uh, so it was put together to tell the story of pretty much the last ever live Beatles performance with all four of them, uh, plus Billy Preston, when they got on top of that rooftop there uh, in England. And, uh, and that was the last time they all ever played live together. Of course, this was uh, so it was there's more to that story than probably I've ever known. So the way it was supposed to go down it was January of 1969. Nice. <laughs> and um they were getting together to play a live show and it was supposed to be like a live a live for TV show. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like this thing, this presentation where initially the TV I guess the live thing was supposed to be them playing the the album the previous album but no they said like kind of like in the last minute let's give ourselves two weeks to write a like a whole new album
6: well, clearly, and play that live who made that request
3: i think it was uh i don't know it might have been a combination of uh john and paul and then george was uh, george is it's is, is kind of funny because in the middle of the whole thing george walks out he's like i'm pissed uh, and I think it's because uh, a lot of the decision making was coming st- straight from Paul and John because those those are the those are the two main, mm-hmm. as far as we know, those are the guys who drove the Beatles music. right. However, George Harrison, I think, has always in history been underappreciated. In fact, he's my favorite Beatle because he's the most intricate, more intelligent writing of the of the three, you know front guys. Uh, but he was always the quiet Beatle, you know. Uh, nobody's more quiet, though, than Ringo. Uh, you can't help but love Ringo. One of my favorite parts in the entire three-part <laughs> series was Ringo. Okay, so they were sitting, like it was Ringo sitting on the floor, and there was other two kind of production guys uh, on either side of him. Uh they were listening to Paul go on on this monologue about, you know, what the what they should, what direction they should go in and that kind of thing. And in the middle of the whole thing, like just completely disregarding what Paul even just said or acknowledging what Paul just said, Ringo just goes, I've just farted. <laughs> <What the laughs> and I was just going to keep looking at you guys in the eye and just say nothing, but I just felt I had to say, you know, just let you guys know I farted. <laughs> and the funny part to me was not the fact that he came out and said that and interrupted the entire flow of of paul's monologue but that nobody even fucking batted an eye like the guy next to him he was just like who was down on one knee smoking a cigarette just kept smoking a cigarette paul didn't acknowledge what nobody acknowledged what ringo just said but he's just like fair warning guys (laughs)
6: It's just ringle being Ringo.
3: everybody was just everybody played the straight guy in yeah. that little bit in that little five second bit. <laughs> and i couldn't stop laughing i had to pause it to just laugh because <laughs> it was so funny because it just came out of nowhere like in a completely serious moment and he's just like i've just farted
6: you know i wonder if it's one of those <laughs> things where he does that all probably the time.
3: so that and just like john always fucks around too yeah on the mic um it's funny Because you just watch them create these songs that ended up being in that Let It Be album (laughs) that later was uh, produced um, or overproduced by by What's-His-Face, who shot that lady. Did The Wall of Sound. Damn, oh damn it! What is fart. his name? Everybody's screaming at their speakers what right now. What
6: is his name? Let's see.
3: Wall of sand. <laughs> I'm looking Oh this up my now. god! Uh,
6: what is his name? Paul uh, Phil Spector. Phil
3: Spector. There we there go. You go.
6: Okay, everybody can stop screaming now.
3: Yeah, we got it, guys. We got it. Got uh Yeah, Phil Spector. He's the guy. He uh, uh, allegedly pulled out a gun on John Lennon in the production of that Let It Be album as well.
6: You know what? I've heard that story before. Like yeah. he's that's his go-to he, thing. He He'll pulls just, out
3: guns when he's mad at somebody. Yeah. And
6: then, you know. <laughs> and
3: he ended up killing somebody once. And now he he's in jail. didn't work out. He now in jail. didn't work out. And uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, you see these songs get created, like Get Back. That's the one where it's just, it's just fucking like Paul just noodling around his bass. And then George joins him and, and Ringo, Ringo, like he is one of the least appreciated drummers In the history of rock and roll, everybody kind of bags on him because, you know, he wrote silly ass songs like Yellow Submarine and Octopus's Garden. These songs that can just, they're so G rated, you know, they're so basic, but it's, it's part of the Beatles. Like it's still, it still has the aura that it's, it's Ringo just being Ringo. And, uh, and he's probably the most lovable character out of this whole documentary. Like he, he doesn't throw a fuss. He just kind of goes with it, and and the, his timekeeping and his drumming is so precise, it's so it's so smooth that um, I thought that he was very underappreciated in the history of the Beatles. Probably still is. I don't know. Maybe people are turning a turning the page with that, turning a corner with appreciating every single member of the Beatles uh, because they were all very important in their own ways. I mean, ever since that, ever since John Lennon, George Harrison, Ringo and Paul went their separate ways and wrote their own albums, it has never been the same again. Maybe Paul McCartney. Maybe when he was with Wings. Maybe. But no, I don't think it ever came close. John, maybe? Maybe. But there was always Yoko kind of there, just
6: just poisoning the well. Hovering over him like a dark shadow.
3: Yeah, and she's a she's a big presence in this documentary too. So... Um, uh, it's it's it was worth the watch. Uh, definitely interesting, especially being a musician and 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 being in that environment pretty regularly, where you're 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 with like a three three other guys and you're trying to put together uh, this artwork. You know, amongst the amongst the three of you, and then you go home and then you come back the next time to rehearse, and you're like, I got this idea. Here's some lyrics. Let's 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 do it. Let's put it all together. It's interesting. You know, their their process was very similar to that.
6: So in your experience if nobody walked out do you think they could have gotten all the work done within that two-week time frame
3: they were still uh, i don't know i don't, paul was the most optimistic because paul was the one driving the everybody like all right guys you know let's go he was kind of like that guy yeah and um because john john would have also been that guy and he was but then Yoko was there, kind of just interrupting and distracting him, like regularly. He was, she was just right there. Um, the rest would bring, have their wives around too, and their, their their lady friends, but they weren't just like sitting with them while they were playing or rehearsing. Yeah, like Yoko was, uh, they were just kind of chilling in the back, and toward you know, on against the wall or something. But. Uh, had George not walked out? I don't know. I don't know. I think by then they had written only a handful of songs. They were, I think their goal was something like an entire album, which to them I guess was around a dozen. Yeah. Uh, I think Let It Be ended up being a dozen or so songs. Wow. So, um, you know, you see them kind of put together Let It Be also, Long a Winding Road, all these songs that have gone down in history as like one of the best albums, collection of songs. And then uh, and then you get the the Phil Spector flavor on that Let It Be album. And then they release Let It Be Naked. And you're just like, God damn, these songs are still good. Mm. And you get to hear the Let It Be Naked as they're creating these because it doesn't have the Phil Spector wall of sound with the violins and, mm-hmm. and the horns and all that shit that he puts on it like he did with Motown. So, um, yeah, wanted to geek out about that. Uh, if you have... You know, a lot of time on your hands. I think this is upwards up to like six, six and a half hours, all three, if you just watch them back to back. Yeah. But I watched them in doses, like I in like maybe six sittings. And uh, the thing was that Phil uh, Spector, Phil Spector, fucking Peter Jackson was (laughs) given um, was given all of this footage and all of this audio from the span of all of January of 1969, from the second week, I believe, of January to the last day of January. Where uh just all this footage of this was like sixty hours of footage and way more than that of audio, and he had to piece everything together and uh, to end up with hes uh, uh, according to you know some of the articles written and some interviews that he's had and has given, uh, he's said that you know, he cut it down to thirty and then he cut it down to like. I don't know, something like 11 or some shit like that. I don't know the exact number that he said. And then he cut it down to a, a certain number where he's just like I I think which is what we the end product that we got now is 6 6 and a, six and, a half. and he's just like, "Guys, I can't cut it more any, you know, more than this because all of this mm-hmm. is gold." Like I think at that point he was feeling like if I cut anything else, I you know, I'm I'm people are losing out. Yeah. on a lot of important shit and uh
6: it would almost be doing a disservice, yeah. to the story.
3: And and uh, you know this was uh, this was funded and produced by by the John Lennon or Yoko's estate, along with um, uh, George Harrison's wife and Paul McCartney. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Ringo, had, they all had some to they had a say in the in the final product of yeah. it. And they said, no, yeah, this is this is good. We'll just chop it up into three parts. The first part was like the first uh, the first couple weeks, and then the next couple of weeks, and then the last week, um, where they actually play the rooftop, and 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 how they got there. Um, I just it's it's awesome because it showed their personalities, and um, they're all very different people, but they all come together to 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 write some great music. Um, it still goes down in history as some of the great music musicians in rock and roll. So. Uh, check it out. I, I Shit, it gets my thumbs up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to hear people's opinions on it if you guys want to write in or, or give your opinion too. I'm curious as to if Josh has even watched it by now. Probably not.
6: Um, you got, know what? He's pretty on point with everything. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's at least watched the first.
3: The first one, yeah. Part. Uh, but this is like... You, you have to either be a Beatles fan or a musician who appreciates... Old, you know, old classic music like that from the '60s, um, because there's a lot of rep- repetition. Like they go, they go back to like get back. They they repeat it. They're rehearsing. They're pretty much rehearsing for a show. Yeah. So you have to have like patience with it and ap- an appreciation for what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so if you if you I guess what I'm saying is that if you don't like the Beatles or you get bored easily from creating art or watching somebody create art like a bra Ross kind of situation mm-hmm. you're gonna be bored you're yeah. gonna be bored real fast so i wouldn't expect the food to even bother with this because he's not cultured like that no it's, yeah. it's not his vibe
6: he'll take your word for it
3: yeah he'll take my word for it so right foo yeah
6: right <laughs>
3: yeah uh but anyway uh moving on uh let's talk about freaking la comic con man oh. because uh we were there fairly early you you rushed me out of bed and you kicked me out the door and you drove us and our friend christine our, our
6: unpaid intern christine
3: <laughs> is that what, <laughs> that what she is
6: she was our unpaid intern okay for the day
3: and she and yeah so we walked around the comic-con and it's, it was a little different this year not only did, was it in december but aside from that the layout was different
6: well okay somewhat
3: from what we're used
6: to let's backtrack because the reason why we got there so early is that we were trying to avoid waiting in line for hours on end trying to get through security because Mm. the last last year when we went um no 2019 okay the last time we went
2: yeah
6: christina and i were waiting in line for three hours just to get through security because Mm. we got there so late we probably got there what was it 11 o'clock Oh wow! Like mid, almost midday. Okay. And you guys had the press pass already. You had gone, uh, I think the day before, mm-hmm. and Christine and I were going the day after, and we had to go through security, and it was just brutal. We we're just waiting in line. We we're missing all the panels, so that's why I was like, "This year, that's not going to happen." So, woke your ass up early. We got there, and there's like, like parking no problem no problem
3: yeah within seconds we we just go in and park
6: go in and park you know we're only the second person in line to get through security badges check just wait for the doors to open Mm -hmm. we're chilling and you know what i liked about comic-con this year which i didn't see before was the bars that's like, right. Yeah.
3: That's right. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Eight thirty in the morning. Get some drinks. Let's go. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah so, that was nice. Uh we 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 got some whiskey and then we we hit the we fucking hit the bricks with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we
6: got some uh we got some great footage that uh Christine provided for us with some nice commentary with the uh the door opening. right because we were on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh waiting for the doors to open. And the first floor was just packed full of people. Cosplayers, press, industry, you know, everybody's there waiting to get in. Uh, and I was not about to wait in that crowd. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why we were chilling upstairs having a drink.
3: Yeah, everybody's not respecting the, the, the six foot thing anymore, are they? No,
6: everybody's, but
3: but everybody's vaccinated though in there.
6: Right. So, you did have to, you know, show proof negative test or uh, vaccine. But we're,
3: and then everybody was wearing a mask. So,
6: they were pretty good about that. And nobody right. was being like a total douche about it. So. Right. It worked out. Right. Um, okay. So, we get in there and we're walking around and like the best or the first part we do, there's a lot of opportunity uh, for photo ops. Mm-hmm uh there are what was the first one we did we did uh there was a dragon ball z background giant blow-up godzilla
3: yeah good old derpy
6: Goguru was there um
3: yeah there's a giant you know baby yoda or grogu yeah uh, that was just at the beginning of everything once you walk in
6: uh the you got the kirby was there mm. the car they had uh you can donate to get into the pizza planet delivery car Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it was like fifteen dollars to sit in the front seat. So like the they have usually have those donations for charities. Um, and the perk is you get to have a photo op Mm -hmm. inside one of those cars, which I thought that was nice. Uh, walking around the floor, we actually saw a tattoo parlor setup
3: that was dope and i you know what man i probably would have gotten a tattoo if it wasn't a 200 hundred dollar minimum because that's t- the tattoo that i want is just the stone cutters symbol on my ass mm-hmm. like like uh like homer like or at least make it look like uh like homer supposedly has is a birthmark <laughs> it's supposed to be a birthmark and so so it's not really the ass it's kind of like the hip area right. i guess um or the meaty thigh area i guess but anyway and uh but but no 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 not not for 200 bucks i mean if at (laughs) that i I probably would have just gotten sleeved up but i wasn't about to drop all that cash
6: (laughs) so i thought the tattoo setup was pretty cool yeah but there were no um privacy screens so everybody was just kind of laid out on the table right and there was this one it's like a hair salon
3: in the middle of the mall
6: right and there you know everybody can (laughs) see what's going on here there's a table with books of previous Tattoos, You know, so just in case you don't have an idea, you can look through it. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I like this tattoo. Let me just get this one. Or you can just create your design there. Right. And it's just open seating. Some tattoos, depending on the size, like you guys know this, it's going to take a while or it's going to be a few minutes, depending on what you get. Mm -hmm. And there was just this one guy and he was just laid out on the table, shirt off, getting tattooed on his belly. And... I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting, because I haven't seen that, I think, at this kind of con before. I no.
3: Think. No, I, I, I haven't. Yeah. I right yeah. sure as hell haven't. It. It. This is probably my third visit to LA Comic Con, and this is the first time I see a, a tattoo. And not only, like, and then we're getting customers.
6: Oh, yeah. There was a wait. Uh, they, yeah, there yeah. was a
3: wait to, like, for people. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, I should come prepared next time with a design or something. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, or, or we can just go to the Tattoo Expo that's like down the street every every, every other... Six months or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go check that out. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, man. Uh, that was fun. What else did we see?
6: You know what? I really like the cosplayers. There was a great Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And he actually put... Two, um, there was two
3: really good Doc Ocks that yeah. showed up. One yeah, of the, I like both of them. The
6: first one that we saw, he actually had Spider-Man's mask in one of the claws.
3: Ah, yeah. That was yeah, a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, first, at first, I thought it, lo- it looked like a thong. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, Doc. I got right. busy. It, 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 it turned into one of those hentais where, you know, literally it's, it's like octopi tentacles Uh going into every orifice
6: crossover
3: right and i was like no it's just spidey's mask Mm uh but the other one was a much larger like well he not only was the guy taller himself but like the actual arms were like more i don't know they they bent in so that it kind of boxed them in in a way caged them in but they were long and really cool looking yeah Yeah.
6: i want i want to see them battle both Doc ox mm-hmm Multiverse.
3: Uh, you had a lot of, like, multiverse-esque type of other Spider-Man. Like, I saw mm-hmm. a lot of noir Spider-Man, which is easy to do. Yeah. It's kind of like a spy versus spy, but with a black Spider-Man mask.
6: I saw a Captain Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. pretty much just Captain America with the Spider-Man mask.
3: Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Same
6: colors. Um, there was a lot of... No. Tanshiro from demon slayer uh-huh. i said yeah there's a saw lot, a lot of, that. of green hair there yep Yep. no it's it's the green robe too oh yeah um yeah. spider-man everywhere
3: of course you can't you can't not see a spider-man
6: surprisingly there were a lot of power rangers there's a lot of green rangers coming out there
3: jason was there yeah. man yeah yeah we had yeah. the green ranger which we'll talk about in a second um, but yeah, aside from all the cool cosplayers, they got a lot of big names for the panels too. John Leguizamo, uh, the, the Smallville cast.
6: SpongeBob.
3: SpongeBob. Uh, 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 Tom Kenny. Uh, fucking uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking Zachary Levi was there.
6: Kevin Conroy.
3: Kevin Conroy. I mean Batman. But yeah, he usually makes an appearance, so he's kind of a yeah. staple, yeah. but it's just a, a treat to know he's like, you know, you know, in, in like in voice production, Vince Scully, number one of all time, and then you're Kevin talking, Conroy. You're
6: talking about most recognizable,
3: most appreciated, most yeah. like. Let's protect these people at all costs. Okay, like, that makes sense. So I guess Betty White, <laughs> Vince Scully, Kevin Conroy.
6: Well, yeah.
3: Yeah, no.
6: Well, you're forgetting one of the greats who we lost a few years ago, which is uh, Chick
3: Chick? Oh, well, he's dead already. Well, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm you talking know, about I'm let's, let's preserve the ones we still got. Yeah. But yeah, all right, Hearn's cool, I guess.
6: Yeah. All right, I'm just saying. Maybe
3: right after Kevin Conroy in my books.
6: Well, I am this it's biased because they're from California. I mean. Hmm in California sports.
3: But I'm I'm talking about Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Right.
6: He's on the the All right. Higher up. Cool. He'd be my number one, though.
3: All right. Moving on.
6: Mm -hmm. So
3: what else did we see?
6: Doesn't appreciate it. Do you hear that?
3: What what else did we see?
6: We saw... What else did we see? (laughs) Jesus. Yesterday, you know what? It was such a blur because we were just going aisle by aisle and trying to catch everybody in the main stage um, and trying to catch the panels. So the way that it was set up, they actually opened up the West Hall for the video games. And in between the South Hall and the West Hall was that corridor with the panels and the photo op section.
3: Yeah, different rooms for panel opportunities and, and all that stuff.
6: And I like the way they set it up because it allowed more space in the main hall compared to previous years where it was only in the South hall mm-hmm. and it's just packed it's just way too crowded for the number of people that are there so expanding it to the West hall just made it more breathable made it more made it a better uh, comic-con experience
3: yeah and it spread people out too mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have uh, done that to to kind of open it up in that way everybody would have been jam-packed into the main. Freaking convention area yeah. where the main stage is and it sprouts out from there. Because uh, I've been there a couple of years ago. You know, back then it was before COVID, but it was just that. They didn't have those other wings open, those other panel rooms and uh, and that, that, that e-sports area open. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would have been a way more people than, you know, there was a lot more elbow space, which I appreciated. And uh, speaking of uh, cosplays, uh, cosplayers... Uh, remember Kite Man? We saw Kite Man. Oh, we, nobody yeah. ever dresses up as Kite Man, too. Nobody. And this guy, this guy. so I guess him and his wife, his wife was to Poison Ivy, which is appropriate for those who, who like Harley Quinn, uh, the, the animated series. But, you know, everybody was like, oh, shit, it's Kite Man. And then or. Oh, yeah. And you can tell, like in real life, the poison ivy, like his lady friend, wife, whatever, she was kind of getting annoyed, or, or she was just like, the fuck, I'm, I'm poison ivy. I'm supposed to be like the one that people care about.
6: Right. And her costume was it nice. Was, it was good. It was nice. It was, was good. Poison yeah. ivy. You know, it was a little cold, so she wore the leather jacket, but she looked really good. Mm-hmm.
3: And the red hair was nice.
6: The red hair was nice. And I, I come up to her. I was like, hey, can I take a picture of you? And kite man, Man. and her face was just (laughs) like oh, and she just like tugs her guy. She wants a picture, (laughs) and I was like, "Ah, kite
3: (laughs) Kite man, (laughs) hell yeah!
6: He said it too. Said it. Said it in character.
3: Yeah, hell yeah.
6: Hell yeah,
3: that was cool. So, uh, so anyway so uh, speaking of those con- those little panel rooms we went into a panel room which gave us two panels like in a row because it, it was with the same production crew of bat in the sun yeah uh, bat in the sun for those who aren't familiar and trust me you likely are especially if you're a fan of this show you'd probably follow all of these other kinds of things that happen throughout youtube and and shit like that throughout the years but Bat and the Sun are the is the same production crew and company that uh, has brought a uh, superpower beatdowns. And that's when we saw uh, like Batman versus Darth Vader, Predator versus Wolverine, Spider-Man versus Darth Maul, like live action uh, duels between you know two superheroes or major characters that don't necessarily belong in the same universe in the same you know dc it could be a dc versus marvel character they've just gone nuts with this and we've seen copies of this with other production companies i think most recently i saw like a hulk versus superman i saw um a superman versus what was it from um uh fuck uh
6: Who? From,
3: from invincible um, omega uh omega man no no that's not omega man
6: oh my god what is his name okay, that guy we're gonna well,
3: now i'm um, jesus we're, we're awful omega invincible. no it's not omega um it is
6: oh something
3: it is it
6: is it is it is
3: it's gonna be omni man omni
6: man oh man Omni-Man Voiced by And
3: Homelander Oh and Homelander And so it's It's uh, Superman Omni-Man And Homelander And uh, One Punch
6: Holy shit One <laughs> yeah. Punch
3: Yeah and, and One Punch Just beats the shit Like he, he wins Because he's One Punch He's yeah, a One that's
6: Punch his, man he's just, He just doesn't even have to try He's the
3: strongest uh, At least in this animated video Anyway that has nothing to do With Bat in the Sun Uh, Bat in the Sun (laughs) does the live action ones and they're fucking badass. Now, in particular, we went in there to watch their latest uh, their their latest production called uh, Dying is Easy, which is is supposed to be. Well, it's not supposed to be. It is uh, like a 22 minute ish video, not counting credits, a 22 ish minute video of uh, like a small story of Batman figuring out something about the Joker because he supposedly killed uh, these um, these cops, right? Yeah, he, he caught and he captured and killed these cops. But, um, uh, it's about it's like a psychological episode for Batman because he the what he did to resolve the issue, which, I mean, the Joker already killed these people. But to resolve the main big picture was to bring peace of mind to their families because they hadn't that known what had happened to their to their husbands in yeah. the force.
6: I feel like this short played out beautifully as Mm. if it were taken out of the pages of a comic book because i can see this laid out on the page Mm -hmm. and i can i can see the struggle that batman's having even though you can't see his emotion you can still feel it (laughs) right
3: well i think uh, even the acting that happened in just the lower part of the chin yes (laughs) i I thought was you know the way he cringes his teeth Mm -hmm. is cool the way he kind of like you know his uh, re re like did his embouchure when in reacting to something that the joker was telling him yeah um I thought that was cool. So anyway, I I wanted to read the Indiegogo that went into this and that's how they make their money for these kinds of productions. It's all crowdfunded. So this doesn't happen if people aren't interested in making shit like this happen. And um, so they did this episode of of Batman and what this particular page of Indiegogo says, some of our earliest films featured the Dark Knight. so now we want to return to our roots. But this time, with your help, we can create something bigger and better. We want to create a short film featuring dark knight and clown prince locked in a battle of world of words that gives an in-depth look at their complex characters this is something that we have yet to see in live action and uh it features kevin porter as batman he was a good batman that guy's tall too yeah he's He's a tall dude he's like six four or something
6: six four you know pushing 300 pounds like he's
3: not pushing that hard he's like two he's like like, uh, 250
6: ish okay, okay give or
3: take uh big guy he's he, built he, too he looks he towers like a, over everybody he looks like a he was there he was there at the panel and you know he walked across the the down the aisle and i yeah. saw him in person tall guy and then also featuring Aaron uh, schwenkel i hope i am not saying that right Schwenki, schenke Schwenki as the joker i thought he he made for a, a decent joker he was also one of the producers of the of
6: the he co-directed it with he co-directed his dad it.
3: yeah And so uh, I thought they did a magnificent job. Uh, The way they made it all look, the the darkness, it was very much like, not only like you said, like the pages out of a comic book, but also like uh, it reminded you a little bit of the animated series.
6: Yes. A little bit, right? Yeah.
3: Like at least it had the same attitude. Yeah. The same vibe.
6: Because it it definitely had that dark color scheme like Mm -hmm. you were mentioning. And it just had that joker craziness that we all have without it being you know too in a way where like it was just too adult oriented Mm -hmm. if you get what i'm saying yeah like anybody can follow this right and it would still be appreciated by all groups
3: yeah exactly exactly um yeah, yeah, the suit looks amazing. They did a great job with that. The Batmobile, all that cool stuff. And you know what I appreciated the most out of this is when I, you know, when I took a second look at the this this episode that they created, um, the way it's laid out in the script can the way the dialogue takes place. It, it take away all of the visuals and just give me the audio, and it would make for a really good Batman you know, like podcast episode oh. or like, you know, just a 30 minute, yeah. you know, audio only thing. You could still follow. You don't need the visuals while the visuals really enhance the shit out of it. But the audio them itself, because, you know, I think they did a really great job with the music behind it, too, mm-hmm. uh, which was the, you know, the director who also did everything like that.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree.
3: So anyway, um, this is what they had posted way back when. The stretch goals are if they get up to uh, $25,000 in funds, their main goal is a short film featuring two characters diving into their psychological makeup um and it's kind of like a cat and mouse game if they earn or if they raise thirty thousand dollars it will it'll allow us to add other character cameos if they would have raised fifty thousand dollars it would have allowed them to extend the, the short film and feature more action. Uh, $75,000, this accomplishment allows us to extend the film and feature more action and more characters. And then at $100,000 money raised, this amazing accomplishment allows us to add in everything we can possibly dream of a much longer film, intense action, huge sets, and many more characters. So I believe that they had said that they had reached the The, $75,000 one. Yep. And uh, and, and they... that that that's what allowed them to create that twenty five ish minute episode,
6: right? And like what they were saying with different characters, you if you watch the film, you're definitely gonna love their rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not gonna tell you who's in it. Just watch it for yourself. You're gonna love it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then immediately after, they invited on Jason Jason David Frank. Yeah, uh, for those who don't recognize the name Jason David Frank, he was the Green Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power mm-hmm. Rangers season mm-hmm. 1. Nobody ever at least as a little child watching the Morty, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers gave us it. a more in-depth, darker villain than Tommy. Like he gave he gave us the business for like two or 3 episodes. He
6: was so mean. <laughs> He but was, he was mean.
3: But he was under uh, uh, Rita's control, right? And, was, and Zed, right?
6: I thought for sure the Rangers were done. Like this guy was just going to just whoop everybody. And that was going to be that.
3: Mm-hmm. Nope. And this all... guy gave the Rangers the business for three straight
6: episodes. He's like, psych!
3: And then uh, then he became a good guy. And then he joined the rest of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then he he was the White Ranger.
6: And then he was able to play that flute with his helmet on. <laughs> Nobody questioned it. Nobody questioned it. It's the magic of TV. Right. You just love it. Nobody
3: gave a fuck, dude. But anyway, the reason that he was uh, on was because um, in a separate Indiegogo, Bat in the Sun Productions uh, also was uh, able to create this now full feature movie called Legend of the White Dragon. The Power Ranger inspired film story uh, who features and stars Jason David Frank. Among yeah. some other, and also the guy who played the Batman in the in the most pre in the previous thing we just Kevin Porter, yeah, yeah, that we just talked about.
6: So, Bat in the Sun raised half a million dollars yeah. for this film, yeah. which is amazing. And, and it
3: is. I mean, it looks great. the The Legend of the White. Uh, dragon dragon. it's like the suit that he's wearing i guess when he's morphed into it Mm -hmm. it looks like a power it looks like the red ranger and white as elements of the white ranger and the and the green ranger there's a diamond on the on the top of the helmet which is also like in between the eyes of the dragon eyes
6: reminiscent of the the crystals of the
3: crystals and and then the big diamond also that he that the green ranger wore as as the uh the, the chest shield yeah thing
6: what i like about this is that you know just like we talked about dying and dying is easy this also has a darker undertone to it it's a very mature it's a very mature
3: power rangers yeah
6: they um from the what they were saying in the panel they wanted to get away from the power rangers Mm -hmm. i mean it's a power rangers movie without being power rangers you know with Putty patrol mm-hmm. waiting for them to transform
3: it, it takes away the silliness yes of what the power rangers you know the yeah. campiness there's yeah. no campiness anymore to this yeah it's kind of like power rangers were the adam west 66 batman this is the christian bale dark kind of kind of attitude they're, okay, they're yeah. shooting for huh? i can see know? that because i think we're past the you know the the 80s and 90s batman because those are campy too now in a way
6: yeah i mean this is definitely made for somebody that grew up with the power rangers um but also i feel like if you haven't seen anything of the power rangers you would still enjoy this movie because it looks like it's action-packed um there's mm-hmm. a lot of stunt martial arts in it and the storyline actually looks pretty good yeah
3: one yeah. thing that uh, that i liked what they said is that if you just take away the superhero element it is still a very good story of what you know the the trials and tribulations of the main character i guess i don't know i don't know specifically what the movie's going to be about we got a we got a taste of it in the trailer that they showed which was the very first time that jason had seen it so he was all excited he got oh, in the front row yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of cute <laughs> he, was, he was like a little kid like excited to see something for the very first time
6: and this is the debut of his daughter this is her first acting gig yeah
3: yeah, yeah. so she's in there at playing his daughter yep so um so yeah i I thought that was pretty cool man so apparently this particular project began in 2019 as a kickstarter campaign with a short teaser release to promote the campaign it was a very basic Teaser, which just kind of gave you a picture of the helmet and then the logo. And by April 2020, Kickstarter reached its initial goal of $100,000 to produce *Legend of the White Dragon* as a miniseries. Later in May, the campaign reached ultimate stretch of, of half a million dollars, solidifying *Legend of the White Dragon* for a feature film release. Mm. So um this follows the titular white dragon, played by Frank. He isn't the only. Power Rangers alum, by the way, making the the re- a return to this type of storytelling. Jason Font, Power Rangers Time Force, and Sierra Hanna, Power Rangers Mega Force, are also involved with the project as well. So I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Nice,
6: reprise the role.
3: It also stars uh, Mei Ling uh, from Suicide Squad, uh, King Bach, King Batch, King Batch, Greenland and Mark DeCasos of John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of people who are very familiar with how to make an action movie or a- oh, yeah. action scenes and sequences. Uh,
6: King Bash is the uh, comic relief, which I think is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. He was in the trailer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like a hologram.
6: Yeah. Right, in the uh, trailer. I want to see what that's all about. So I can't... I mean, the trailer's out. I think they said they were releasing it today mm-hmm. or Monday.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: i don't know it will be out there if it's not already out there go check it out
3: there's a lot of power Rangers similarities uh from the costumes to the premise i guess the premise is somewhat similar to the power rangers it might have to do with some kind of zordon looking motherfucker mm-hmm. uh i don't know we'll see we shall see
6: we shall see so they're not even done filming it they have a few a few more days of filming yeah um, then
3: I can imagine there's a lot of CGI though that they need to work on before this thing gets released. Yeah,
6: um, but from what we got in the trailer already, just, oh my god, it looks so. good. What cool.
3: do you think? You think it's gonna they're gonna go rated R with this? They can do whatever they want, right? It's they can. Do they want to be true to the attitude that they want to portray?
6: I can see you going rated R with just the violence and gore alone, mm-hmm. if they're gonna do it that way. Right. Otherwise, PG would work too on a darker tone, but... That's not know, happening. They've said no, that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, so I mean, Jason David Frank, He's he said that he's excited for playing this more mature role. He's not Tommy Oliver by any stretch no. of the imagination. This guy's name is guy, going to be Eric Reed. He says, I can finally express on television that's not for kids. Nothing that's PG-13. Right. This is not like, it's going to be... Something way more Is there
6: something between PG and R? (coughs) Or does it just jump to R?
3: Well, there is a NC-17. Oh, that
6: is uh, no children under 17. Right. right. That is a uh, not safe for work Mm -hmm. program that you're referring to.
3: But R, uh, yeah, because R, you can be 17 with an accompaniment of an an adult. adult. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it and then you get into x and shit yeah. well so speaking of how how would one differentiate between one x two x or a three x pornography oh that is, is there such a thing is there or i mean or is it just x rated
6: i think, I think is there a
3: difference between too, the x's
6: we're gonna have to is, look is it like
3: alcohol up. like how many x's do you have in your moonshine kind of thing
6: well what classifies an x in the moonshine
3: i don't know maybe the amounts oh, or the proof the
6: proof okay well usually moonshine is like 90 proof right can you have 90 proof
3: uh, that's gasoline probably well when you put it in your tank
6: a lot of moonshine so people then people went blind
3: so what there's just more dick and vag in a 3x than there
6: is in the 1x is it like you know just a single couple versus like an orgy type thing and it's just gross
3: Hmm. We'll research that.
6: This will be on the next episode. <laughs> on the
3: next episode. It'll be a very special episode of the Food Bar Show.
6: A very, very yeah, special, very special episode.
3: episode. Anyhow, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah, com- <laughs> we're back to Comic Con. So,
6: Legend of the White Dragon. No,
3: <laughs> oh, Legend of the White. Oh, shit. No, I was done. Right? We were done. I thought. I thought it was pretty cool that uh they reached a half a million. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, they could potentially re- reach a higher number if they keep this going.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, unless I they have
3: some actual other types of, you know, financial backers to this.
6: Yeah, but that's amazing for with crowdfunding like mm-hmm. that. Because now, like what they were saying at the panel, they're not listening to the company that's producing it. They're listening to the fans because right. the fans are paying for it. So that makes a for a better st- movie. Exactly. And
3: now you have evidence that there's an audience for this. You
6: actually oh, have yeah.
3: financial evidence that like this amount of people care so much to donate so much of this money of their own money mm-hmm. to get something like this made. Uh, probably for I don't know. Uh, they they get their name on the on the credits maybe. I Usually guess. that's what happens. That's what, yeah, and then they get some swag on the side or uh, something. Depending
6: on how much you donate, there can right. be like, oh, you get this free T-shirt if you donate yeah. like certain amount, or or if you donate even more, you get to be on set. Right. Yeah. yeah
3: so cool now I, I noticed that you have a couple of books here on the table What's, oh yeah uh, what did you want to talk about with one of these because right. we, we stumble up against uh, one of this one of these guys that um wrote and i don't know did he did he draw so
6: um this comic book we were walking around the aisles and i saw this cover for the time bandits and it's about it's a story about these four raccoons the
3: christmas bandits
6: oh the christmas bandits god damn it i can't even read <laughs> um it's about these four raccoons that help Santa Claus defeat monsters to save Christmas. <laughs> and we met the the writer for the book, um, Brian Mongi I hope I'm not butchering that, but I probably am. Um and he's a pretty good old dude. Um he wore. he works God damn it. Mm-hmm. This is happening. Yeah. I, this is the point where I- English motherfucker, nope. do you speak it? <laughs> every single episode this happens so he oh, he w- was in collaboration <laughs> with the it's gonna art- let you
3: crash and burn right now go for it God go damn for it, it i
6: was on a roll <laughs> uh ariel olivetti uh illustrated it and ariel worked on a couple of projects uh for marvel and dc so they both collabed and the artwork looks amazing it's pretty
3: cool looking
6: Uh, it's like
3: it's um can you picture you remember that big buff ass batman that uh was in was it the dark knight animated movie yeah where he was all big looking that's what santa claus looks
6: like santa claus looks like a beast like he just deadlifts at all times
3: all that's all he does yep when when it's not christmas He's fucking lifting, and, and yeah, he's just being a badass. He's all
6: yoked out.
3: Oh, dude, he's huge.
6: Yeah, so and there's a little bit of... Juggernaut status. Oh, yeah. There's a, definitely some magic in here. There's a little bit of sci-fi. And I think it's a pretty cute Christmas story.
3: Yeah. What would be... What's what's the age target range for this kind of uh, comic book, would you say? You know,
6: I, I would say it's definitely for a young adult. Mm-hmm. Because okay. there is violence in it. Right. Might not be for well, younger kids, children. I mean, kids
3: who like comic books are going to enjoy something like this, though, right? They're,
6: yeah. They're still going to enjoy it. But yeah. it definitely reads like a young adult comic book. Okay. Yeah. It's only... Um, so
3: four raccoons... How did, does it explain like the an origin story of how they met with Santa, those four raccoons?
6: So these four raccoons were up to no good.
3: Of course, <laughs> as, as they do.
6: Started making trouble in the neighborhood. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they got in one little fight and their mom got scared. <laughs> right
6: and you know santa knows what everybody's doing and so santa hit them up and he was just like i don't want you guys to do bad anymore so i'm gonna have you roll with me and the rest was history
3: he said you're home smell you later (laughs) (laughs) right
6: yeah so i don't want to give too much of it away okay but um essentially because santa's lived so long he's made a couple enemies <laughs> what the fuck and there's always people trying like to
3: Krampus or like what
6: there's you know monsters and uh-huh. actual humans trying to steal presents as they do okay santa's there to you know get some bully Keep beat down in. on <laughs> them and now he has some coons friends. right pew pew <laughs> They yeah. ha- are those no. laser guns what are they, they They have on the cover they have laser guns one has a katana
3: <laughs> nice <laughs> no the, the artwork looks pretty it i can't appreciate the shit out of that artwork how, not having read it yet
6: yeah it's nice and smooth Just looking
3: at it yeah and then so uh, as we ca- continued walking along the aisles there you uh, stumbled up upon a, an, an author with a legit looking freaking book here like a sci-fi book called the ship the by ship. by doug brody
6: Yes. Um, the he was ship, cool to talk to. He was he was a fun guy. Mm-hmm. He was open, and we got a few words with him. Um, but The Ship by Doug Brody. I can't wait to read this.
3: It's also on audiobook, too, apparently, like on Audible or pretty much anywhere you, where you get audiobooks. Right. So I know that that's mainly how you consume things, but you're actually going to try to read this?
6: Oh, yeah. Like I have, you know, there's...
3: Like with your eyes
6: and shit? Lo- there's loads of books here at mm-hmm. Filthy Martini Studios. Yeah, it's
3: a big... Big library here.
6: There's there's a huge library here, so uh, this is another one for my collection. So I'm going to read the synopsis um, that's written here at the back of the book. Deep within the snow-crested mountains, 9,000 feet above the lumber town of Blackwood, Oregon, a vessel has arrived. It is a craft of enormous dimensions covering the mountainous peak, and yet the ground beside it remains undisturbed. Not a single pine tree broken, not a sound to be heard. Inside the craft, however, things are not as quiet. A young waitress, Casey Stevens, awakens having, after having mysteriously vanished from Blackwood Trin- 35 years earlier. And she is not alone. Navigating inverted tunnels, she is plagued by ghost apparitions from her past and stalked by ravenous alien experiment gone horribly wrong. When Casey discovers her own body is changing becoming botched with gray scaly patches, she fears she may face the same fate as the once human creature that now hunts her.
3: Dang, crazy. So chills,
6: so, literal chills.
3: That That's a cool premise. Whew. That's a real cool premise. And we actually, uh, we, I got a, well, it was his idea to record him for a little bit yeah, talking about yeah. it. So we actually got some audio and video uh, of uh, of us talking to Doug Brody. So let's play it. All right, so here we are at uh, LA Comic Con. We're here with Steph and Doug Bro- Brody Brody, Brody. Uh, we uh, Steph just bought a book called *The Ship*, and uh, we all know that Steph is all about, you know, aliens, aliens, and they *Next Files* and and things like that. But uh, so this caught her eye. What's up? What's up with this, Steph?
6: Uh, so actually, I will let. Mr. Doug, tell you all
8: about it because I just happened to come across this um, just on the fly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I have done a lot of storyboard and concept art for movies like Star Trek, Iron Man, Thor, Harry Potter, blah, blah, blah. And um, I wanted to write you know, my own story. And I created a story about a woman who gets um, uh, abducted and wakes up 35 years later inside a crashed UFO and she's trying to escape. And maybe not everything is quite as otherworldly as people might think with ufos and this and that so i have different theories about that so i put all those theories into a book i had the idea for about 10 years and uh it took me about two years to write it and uh, the second book the ship returns comes out this summer or, or, some, summer-ish. what
3: right, was the you know, inspiration go? behind it or did you already kind of have this well, was I, this a brainchild that you had for a long time now i
8: i grew I, well, I created a show called forbidden science and they put a lot more tna in there than i had originally meant to it's supposed to be a sexy show but they they went farther than i had meant it to be so I, I, I sold a couple other scripts and i optioned a couple and they just end up on shelves and i love the story i had this idea for 10 years so i decided just to keep it and then i finally wrote it into a book the inspiration came from my love of x-files and alien um, the first one and the second one um, oh. the thing by john carpenter and I wanted to take the 80s and 90s tropes and kind of bring them up to date for today. So, if you like those kinds of things, I think you might like the show.
3: Very cool, very cool. And this just came out?
8: Uh, it came out uh, this summer, Okay, so
3: it's been out it's been a couple, months, couple months Okay.
8: And then the audiobook just dropped, I think, about three or four weeks ago. Oh, very cool. Okay.
3: I know that's how Steph tends to consume her, her books, through an audiobook.
8: Uh, <laughs> I like a book, I like to, you know, I like the words, I like to read it, you know, because I, I don't want somebody else's voice in my head, yeah. but the audiobook a lot of people ask for it, and we, the guy we hired did a great job, so, you know, uh, so it's available in any format of match
3: Very cool. Oh, and except
8: Braille, we don't have
3: any Braille. <laughs> hey, one of these days, maybe, right? <laughs> what
6: would you say your all-time favorite sci-fi movie is?
8: Well, I mean, certainly The Empire Strikes Back inspired me to be an artist. It's kind of tough to beat Lucas. I mean, you know, especially if you grew up in that time period before Marvel and all this stuff. Star Wars really was an anomaly. There was nothing like it when I was a kid. Um, But, you know, there was John Millis' Conan the Barbarian, which is fantasy, but, you know, um, it's basically Star Wars with swords. Um, And... uh, Know, what else alien aliens you know mm-hmm. you know 82 had a great one i mean 82 you had i don't know the thing road warrior et although i don't watch that it makes me cry <laughs> um yeah, i mean you had everything in that but oh wrath of mm-hmm. you know everything mm-hmm. came out in this like 18-month period like all of my favorite movies are basically from an 18-month period
3: of 81 to 83. so uh, that's how like uh, that's how music was back in 91 and 92. When, when Grunge was exploding, so I, that's kind of the same feeling you get when you watch your movies from back then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
6: All right. Well, thanks so much. For Thank your time. you. We right. will
3: be reading the shit for sure on the podcast. I, really, I, really
8: appreciate, it. I appreciate. I appreciate you a chance on a new author. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to read it.
3: Thank you. Yeah. So he was a really cool guy. His wife was. uh Is the lady being heard in the background selling? you know, the book <laughs> to to other people and other merch that they had going on there on the table.
6: Yeah, so he mentioned um, Forbidden Science, which is actually playing on Amazon Prime. Nice. Yeah.
3: Is that a series?
6: Uh, I believe so. And he, like he, he mentioned, he was on the art team for a lot of projects, mm-hmm. uh, did the storyboards for Star Trek, Iron Man, Thor, um, Looper, you know, o- older movies, Van Helsing, He's great.
3: He also did the storyboard for the Foo Fighters' new horror movie called St- Studio Six Six Six. That's coming out soon. Oh yeah, so you were mentioning that he movie. He did the storyboarding for that too. So, um, so this guy has a good resume. Oh yeah. So, and the fact that he understands and appreciates those tropes from the '80s and '90s and is putting it into the story called The Ship, uh, I'm excited to to listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the audio book. <laughs> Yeah, I'm follow- I'm, you're, you're going to be the one reading it. So like I'm
6: I'm going to dive deep into this book. Yeah. I I can't wait. Just, you know, based on his background and love of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I can't. I, I can't wait. I, this looks like a great read.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then after that, I think that, that that was towards the tail end. That was right? towards the
6: tail end. And. Oh, Christine, our mm-hmm. unpaid intern, left us for a while right. to take pictures with Tom Welling.
3: That's right, Tom Welling, the Smallville Superman yeah. guy,
6: our hometown hero. Right. right? Is that what we're calling him? Nah, that's no, not what I'm calling no. him. We're not from Kansas. Nope. Um, uh, what, what did she say? She, you know, okay, you most of you have never seen Christine before, but she's this short, little, bright-eyed girl, mm-hmm. and. She gets super excited, you know, for just random things. So she gets there and she's like, I'm not in the photo with them because I'm over here like interviewing other people. And he, she just comes up and she does her like little happy dance. It's almost like dogs are like tippy tapping. (laughs) That's what she's doing, and her like eyes are bright, and she's smiling, and she describes his reaction as like the way that she's reacting. Like he just mimics her face, like with wide eyes. Oh my god!
3: Ah! Yeah,
6: and the picture came out pretty cool.
3: It's cheesy as fuck, right? She's all like excited and smiling, and he's just kind of there, just chilling. Sup? (laughs) Sup? Yeah, I thought it was. uh, You know what? I probably would have gone for some of those uh, photo opportunities, but you know that it's uh, it's COVID times. The, there's a plexiglass in between you. You know you can't be.
6: Yeah, but you know in the picture you can tell there's plexiglass there, but the picture itself still looks really good. Yeah, I mean you know who you're standing next to.
3: Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's for safety. Yeah. Oh. Huh.
6: Tommy was so.
3: We saw Tommy was so like in the fucking flesh. He. Uh, so he, uh, he would have his mask on, but like if he took a picture of him, he would get behind his own little kind of booth, plexiglass booth, so he could take his mask off. Yeah. But he was fucking there, man, throwing football around, oh,
2: Yeah, he was uh, having just a great talking time. to people,
3: signing stuff. You can buy like the posters, the the movie, the freaking The Room, and he'll sign it for you. You can buy like all kinds of like underwear with Tommy Wiseau on it. I almost did it. I almost did it. You all- I, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you know i would have probably ended up buying the poster and had him sign it just for ir- irony purposes and frame it and put it up here somewhere in the filthy martini studio <laughs>
6: damn it we should have
3: but yeah whatever that was uh, it was cool to see him i took i snapped a picture of him yeah, yeah. it was cool but uh yeah man it was, it was a great time it was a great time uh you know we only went for the one day actually you went on friday to pick up the badges and you, you actually walked around for a little bit just oh, to kind of get the lay of the land, right? I walked
6: around for a little bit um, and there was maybe just a handful of people there. I went to the Hot Topic booth mm-hmm. um, to check it out. There are a lot of things, a lot of exclusives were already sold out Friday night. Jeez. So I can imagine Saturday, they probably had some reserve left just for Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but those exclusives go by fast. And those are usually like the Funko Pop toys. Um, they had a... Spider-Man, and then they had the Batman animated series Two-Face, oh, which were the right. hot items. And the Two-Face sold out, so I couldn't get my hands on one. And that's the way it is. But they were showing their line of clothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And I really liked their – there was like a Mandalorian line. There was a nice long-sleeve Mandalorian dress for yeah. whoever wants to wear it, but I liked it. It had the helmet. I mean, no, it wasn't Mandalorian. It was Boba Fett. It's fucking Boba Fett. Uh, it was mean, a
3: Mandalorian, so it counts. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Well, I think that uh, that's about... That's going to wrap it up. You have anything else you wanted to talk about? The food trucks? Those were cool. We got barbecue.
6: You know what? It was probably the best experience at a convention for food because we were only in line yeah. for like 15 minutes just to order.
3: And get our food. And
6: get the food. Yeah. yeah.
3: At least in that line, we got the barbecue one. Oh, yeah. There was different kinds. There was tacos, of course. There was all kinds of like fusion ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Mediterranean, Greek, uh, ice cream.
6: Ice cream from New Zealand.
3: New Zealand ice cream. So they, they mixed in fruit with the ice cream.
6: It was nice. Yeah. I had Christine got some. Mm -hmm. and it was nice and flavorful
3: hot dogs burgers of course but like their their way i guess i don't know
6: more drinks outside
3: yeah there was another bar out there too Mm -hmm. you can get it's full full fucking bar yeah get your drink on but you know you had to pay for it of course of course those convention prices but uh yeah good experience i i recommend i recommend i felt and you know you don't feel uncomfortable at any point everybody's trying to really respect the uh, the security measures for you know covid right Yeah, and stuff like that it's a bitch wearing a mask all day long but if you work in a place where you have to wear a mask all day anyway it's just another day for yeah you. Um,
6: um and there were you know. some people that were wearing like a full face shield mm-hmm. um In lieu of the mask. Yeah. So I did see some of that. So, you know, you're still protecting yourself. Also, for the
3: sake of their cosplaying too, it Mm -hmm. it wouldn't make sense if their face was covered because that probably like would take away from the cosplay itself. So they were wearing the the plexi face shields. Yeah. 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 Which is Uh, okay.
6: So this was Comic-Con's 10th anniversary. We've been going almost every single year. I think there was a couple years that we missed. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least Christine and I... Go every year, and we will definitely be back next yeah. time around.
3: Yeah, and, and uh, a special thanks to Comic Con, LA Comic Con in particular, for providing us with press passes. Man, you guys are freaking mm-hmm. awesome. We'll we'll continue to cover LA Comic Con. Uh, it's it's you could see it's definite growth, like it's definitely maturing and getting more towards that like main. Like it's it's one of the main Comic Cons. Oh yeah, it's come yeah it's come up now.
6: It's definitely in good competition with the San Diego Comic Con for California.
3: Yeah, and we've yet to check out the New York Comic Con. I'd like to check that out at some point.
6: Oh yes, yeah, because Because that's a big deal too. Those are international Comic Cons. The LA Comic Con is specifically just for this area. Right. Um. So I haven't been to an international one yet to go next year
3: yeah
6: yeah so we'll
3: see one of the funnier things that has happened to at least steph and i within the last couple of days is that we took our dogs to the vet yesterday <laughs> and i've been saying this for months steph um our, our dog taz he's our he's dog? a he's a rottweiler he's only what two years old he is two He's two years old and he's fat
6: He's fat,
3: <laughs> and the vet, in the nicest way possible, told us, "Hey, your kid's fat. Kid's fat.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's not. Gonna, he's not. He can't do a push-up. Mm-hmm. He's not going to pass the presidential fitness exam.
6: I mean, look at him. He's struggling to breathe.
3: <laughs>
5: you got to work on that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> give him a fucking lettuce." Yeah, a bowl of lettuce. Give <laughs> <bowl of> him <laughs> a fucking celery stick.
3: Yeah, every now and, and, and again, for the peanut sick. butter,
5: kid. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't always need the peanut butter on the celery stick. Right. <laughs> Take away the peanut butter.
3: Yeah, the ants on the log. You know oh, we can man. do without the stuff on the log.
6: It's funny because the <laughs> the vet tech comes up to me and she's just yeah. like, "Yeah, we need to put Taz on a diet, so we're going to limit his uh, intake to three and a half cups a day." And I'm thinking like. Damn,
3: and you know, sorry history. to cut your off there, Steph, but I, I had my fingers crossed and they said the vet tech wants to talk to you.
6: Oh, fuck. And I'm like,
3: all oh. right, put him down. Here we go. No. We got to put him down. Nope. And it's like, God damn it. We don't got to put him down. We just got to put him on a diet. But anyway, I'm sorry. What were you saying?
6: This dog needs to lose 11 pounds. That's a lot for a dog. Dang.
3: He's- to go from obese to just fat, by the way. <laughs> In my opinion, it should be more like towards 20. But he's a fat dog. Like, you know, and in the morning, because we have in order to restrain these dogs or at least to be able to handle them on the way to the vet, like from the car to the vet's office, like just the parking lot itself. Uh We got to not only just put a collar on them, but a a body harness. Right. And in the morning when I was getting this fucking dog ready, the harness wouldn't fit him anymore. (laughs) It didn't (laughs) fit. I had to like adjust, readjust it so that it can go around this guy. No. Um and oh, and you know shit. and it hasn't what been that long he since him? he's been to the vet, huh?
5: Did you have to carry him into the car like or? a briefcase?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but you know he's he's too heavy, so I just have to guide him. This in the
6: dog is almost a hundred pounds,
3: ninety-eight pounds. Yeah, oh, yeah.
6: God damn. Yeah, this, so he's the size of a person,
3: a small person,
6: tank. Yep. Yeah, beefy.
3: And, uh, and yeah, so we, we get him in the car. He's excited to go. He, he likes just, you know, he, I don't know, for some reason he likes going to the vet. He gets uh, all the attention. Not our, not our other yeah. dog, Pluto, though. He's, um, he hates it. Mm-mm. But um, anyway, so we oh, get, get there and then she comes it. out <laughs> and then she's like, she's trying to do it as lightly as possible. You can tell this poor thing just doesn't know how to tell us that our dog's fat <laughs> and has to present us with paperwork. uh, you know giving us like a prescription diet (laughs) like a like a list of suggestions
6: yeah these are just suggestions yeah you know saying that these are you know these are recommendations (laughs) that we provide and you can read through them at your earliest convenience but we do recommend that Taz go on a diet of no more than three and a half cups per day and i'm thinking to myself damn
3: you give them double that
6: he eats like six <laughs> cups a day. And then like when he gets Jesus. excited, yeah. When he gets excited, he'll just scoop food into his mouth and then take it with him.
3: Yeah, when when he has any type of emotion, even when he's upset, he'll go to the bowl and like no, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's a stress
6: eater. Yeah, he's he just a stress loves
3: food. He's a stress eater, he's a happy eater, he's, he's, he's an emotional a sad eater. <laughs> yeah. He's just an emotional eater. If he's feeling anything, he's eating.
6: Yeah that's he's what just it an is. Eater. Yeah. And it was funny because like before we picked him up and got told that he needs to be put on a diet cuz he's fat. We went to the pet store next door and <laughs> bought all of these treats. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right hang on let me do a quick correction you bought all of these treats you're the one who insists on feeding them all the time i just
6: wanted to i get. am the one who gets yelled at on a regular basis
3: for not filling up their bowls when in my opinion dogs. i think they've eaten enough for the day and you know we, we have two dogs so they you know we feed them at the same time and taz ends up stealing Mm-mm. pluto's bowl so like that's how he eats double every day because and then Pluto just eats where you know what he has to to you Survive. Know, for sustenance. <laughs> he
6: eats what he has <laughs> to for sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just so, wanted god. to get them some Christmas colored treats and then we we are <laughs> <They're>
3: colorblind. <laughs> we, <laughs> we passed
6: he knows by Steph. the phone. He knows Steph. And I was You're like, let's, the get the, let's get let's get the the pig femur too. And I'm just like. The pig, two of them. Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
3: so. So I'm gonna uh, put this dog on a, <laughs> on a keto diet.
6: On a keto diet. Yeah. You just what is it? Just Me- cabbage, meat,
3: meat, and
5: cabbage. Meat
6: and cabbage. Meat and cabbage. He's
5: gonna buy That's
3: a gonna bunch of uh, stinky house.
6: As if this raw oil wasn't stinky enough. Oh, Those dude, fucking dude, farts. These are gonna be toxic.
3: It's
6: We're already some,
3: some it, doggy gas acts.
6: Chemical warfare.
3: It's pretty bad sometimes. Even with our other dog Pluto, it's uh, last night. It was uh, he was crop dust in the living room. It, it wasn't good times. Silent. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how to fix this, man. I, yeah. I don't know how to fix this. You're
5: doomed, Foo. Yeah, you're just doomed. <laughs> hey, you know how you fix it, Foo? You you see, you open the door. <laughs> you, you carry them. <laughs> You close the door and look they're outside yeah. oh, they're not in the house anymore yeah Miracle but
3: it's cold cool. outside i have to uh i have to they're reenact fucking dogs i have to reenact the, Henry- the Harry and the henderson's themes. like <laughs> that's we your home now you go <laughs> get out of here and then smack
5: them
3: smack them in the face we don't love you
5: anymore <laughs> You know, I actually saw the Thirty Rock episode. Oh God, (laughs) that one where he did Mm -hmm, that to Frank. mm -hmm, Go! I
6: don't want you anymore.
5: (laughs) 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 Goodbye, my friend. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Oh God! Wow, you got some. You got some shitty dogs. We have cows. Is what we have. Mm-hmm. We have bovine. You have livestock that that <laughs> produce nothing, food, yeah. methane, nothing.
3: Just methane. Yeah, methane.
5: <laughs> They're just attributing to global warming. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Uh, hey. Thanks
3: for helping out. You're just we. we you do know, we you, can.
5: I I knew you guys were secretly a family of villains, <laughs> just slowly plotting the end of all of humanity. The
6: yeah, world. with Rottweiler farts. rottweiler farts is the name
3: of my new band (laughs) geek it out is brought to us by the new battery the new batman approved terry towel (laughs) the music highlights is brought to us by give it away the new pocket scale by the red hot chili peppers (laughs) (laughs) who bar sports is brought to us by beer batters the best baseball themed sports bar and grill in town
5: a lot of alliteration beer batters
3: (laughs) the joint report is brought to us by freedom the new line of cannabis products by elmer fudd (laughs) i'm hunting wabbits foo facts is brought to us by the new 404 cleaning formula by mr clean you wouldn't be able to find any dirt anywhere 404 God
5: damn really? it. Really? I'm got, talking to an IT guy. Jesus Christ, Josh. I just fucking For got fuck it. For fuck's sake. God damn it. Error. God damn <laughs> it. Take page not found.
3: Geek It Out is brought to us by Farce Sighted, the first glasses of its kind to see people's bullshit.
5: Where can I get a pair of those? Aren't you wearing them? <laughs> uh-huh.
3: The joint report is brought to us by High and Dry, the best THC infused bath towels. Get yours today.
2: Don't forget to bring it down. That's right.
3: Foo Bar Sports is brought to us by Nothing But Net, the official in vitro fertilization home kit of the Basketball Olympics. Swish. The music highlights is brought to us by Record Scratch, Jay-Z's new business venture of certified expungement law offices.
5: Proud of that one, huh?
3: Nope. And Foo Facts, Foo's, is brought to us by... Fucker in Fuckatash, the new Western-style brothel just outside of Vegas.
5: <laughs> they definitely saw a putty tat there, didn't they?
3: Geekin' Out is brought to us by the Peter Parker School of Web Design. Registration for fall classes is now open. Ooh. The joint report is brought to us by Hydrated, the new sports drink infused with THC. Hydrated. <laughs> I would do it, foo. Yeah. FUBAR Sports is brought to us by A Bada Bata, the official Bunt Cake batter mix of the MLB. <laughs> the music highlights is brought to us by Foe Drizzle, Snoop Dogg's new line of umbrellas.
2: <laughs>
3: and Foo Facts Foos is brought to us by Smoke and Body, the number one crematorium in town. Wow. <laughs> you think that was gonna be something else?
5: <laughs> that, was, that was quite a turn. <laughs>
3: Geeking Out is brought to us by the Stan Lee Cup, the annual comic book achievement award ceremony. The Joint Report is brought to us by Rooting For You, the best lawn seeder money can buy. Fumar Sports is brought to us by Bill Cosby's new line of medicine cabinets. Find the Mickey Mantle at your local hardware store today. (laughs) wow. Kind of reached for that one. The
5: Mickey Mantle.
3: Right. Uh, You know what?
5: You know what? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. That was clever as fuck, fool. I'll take it. it.
3: The music highlights is brought to us by The Walk Says. The new line of high quality stir fry pans (laughs) by Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Man, that guy's in everything now. I know, dude. That guy has his hands and all kinds of stuff.
6: I would buy that.
8: Sure. I think we all would. Oh, yeah.
3: The walk says. The walk
5: says. Can you smell what the walk right. is cooking?
8: Ah! <laughs> it, it, it,
5: it, it writes itself.
6: Dude. Look, we need you to make that and give us a piece
5: of the advertising. Just box. give us a credit, man. That's all just give us some credit. A little free advertising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Free advertising.
3: And Foo Facts Foos is brought to us by the I'd hit that boxing gym. Now open. The Woes of Online Dating is brought to us by Freshly Baked. Having a case of the Mondays? Don't clock in without getting a little freshly baked.
7: Isn't that a repeat?
3: Shut up. No, it's not.
7: <laughs> no, it's not.
3: Geekin' Out is brought to us by Uncle Ben's Rice Meals. The best meal to enjoy after a botched robbery. Catch Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. It's December. Fubar Sports is brought to us by Blitzed. The one and only tailgate alcohol party pack designed to get everybody kicked off of the stadium property before kickoff. <laughs> the music highlights is brought to us by Finger Banging. Learn how to play your favorite gangster rap hits on guitar with Finger Banging. <laughs> and Foo Facts! Foo's is brought to us by Ivermectin, because your dumbass has rights. Gigging <laughs> Out is brought to us by Fudge Packers, Hershey's new line of butt plugs.
6: <laughs> mm. Does it come in dark chocolate
3: <laughs> With nuts? Ow. That one's bigger. Oh. so yeah. <laughs> the joint report is brought to us by fun guys. Take a trip with their new line of silo Sibbbon products. Fun guy. Food bar Sports is brought to us by No Punt intended, the most effective two-point conversion playbook ever. The music highlights is brought to us by That's Bassist, the new comedy roast that shits on bass players.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's Bassist. Are you
3: the host? That Yeah, oh. that's all me. It's my new project. <laughs> he's all male. <laughs> and Foo Facts, Foo's, is brought to us by Sunday School. Learn how to make the best homemade ice cream at Sunday School. Geeking Out is brought to us by The Garbage Men. Pay a professional to join you on your favorite first-person shooter game, The Garbage Men. They're used to carrying trash. <laughs> the Joint Report is brought to us by Weed My Lips, the best lip balm infused with THC.
2: <laughs>
3: Fubar Sports is brought to us by Penal Tea, the best black tea brewed in jockstraps.
5: That yeah. doesn't sound delicious at all. Well, I mean, it could be better than Earl ray.
3: The music highlights is brought to us by Mean Flows. The creators of the vagina monologues yeah. brings us Mean Flows, <laughs> the celebrated rap battle about the menstrual cycle.
5: He's just yelling at me for an hour and a half? But
3: it rhymes. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do the dishes.
3: Now you gotta sleep with the fishes. Oh! And Foo Facts! Foo's is brought to us by Fission chips, the best free-range fish hand battered and fried in Chernobyl. <laughs> Geekin' Out is brought to us by Streak Fighter, the new whitening detergent by Capcom. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh especially for you, Josh, right. you dirty fuck. <laughs> the joint report is brought to us by Bud Naked, the only smoking lounge for nudists. Hmm foobar sports is brought to us by pig skins the only pork rinds shaped like footballs the music highlights is brought to us by melodie's increase your breast size while keeping the natural looking sag get it done at melodie's
5: Seafood? foo no, now that's that's what the people want too. that's what the people want some saggy now, ass
3: D's, but you know now, they weren't D's before
5: I mean, need them to be a little i mean the natural look food
6: melodie's yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get those melodies by your knees. <laughs> That's the tagline right there. Foo Facts! Foos is brought to us by the new and improved Pet Rock. This is one pet rock you won't take for granted. Leave. Get the fuck out. Geeking Out is brought to us by God Ham, Bruce Wayne's new line of pork products. <laughs> Hickory and maple? He, he, he has them all. Oh, them all. yeah! Bruce Wayne, for God's sake. Oh, that's true. The joint report is brought to us by Coffin, the new cannabis-themed caskets. FUBAR Sports is brought to us by Take a Knee, amputee surgeons. Oh, no. The music highlights is brought to us by Fiance, Jay-Z's new line of engagement rings. <laughs> Why that hasn't happened yet is, is fucking weird to me
6: oh man a lot of people would buy that line i know fiance. Oh, fiance fiance, fiance. <laughs> yeah hey you guys can have that and give us a, a percentage of the yeah cut. give us a little
3: stipend thousand yeah, no, that'd be great yeah. that'd be great mm-hmm. per thanks that's
5: chump change to you guys
3: <laughs> <laughs> foo facts foos is brought to us by booby traps the new, the new line of bras exclusively sold at your local titty bar geeking out is brought to us by scrambled eggs the only vibrator that dares to have a setting at twenty-five thousand rpms
6: wow
5: <laughs> i bet a lot of pro-choice people would like that very much <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well i mean it'll take care of something i mean it, at a certain point at a certain point it's not pleasurable i gotta that
6: i don't know it sounds it'll, like it's gonna chase
5: sell it'll sell in texas food trust me yeah uh, trust ow. me it'll, it'll do it
3: the joint report is brought to us by The High Ground, the new cannabis collective founded by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fubar Sports is brought to us by Chokers. Now you can get on your favorite second place sports team on your s and gear. Get it at Chokers. The music highlights is brought to us by Record Scratchers. Hire a sober professional to dictate when there's been a party foul with Record Scratchers. You always need that one guy.
6: I would hire that guy. I mean,
3: mm-hmm. Being his own record. Scratch it, it Just makes whenever appropriate. Makes party yeah, like if, if the foo says like a bad pun, everybody freezes, looks at him. It'd be perfect. It'd be, it'd be on brand for this show, at least. <laughs>
5: then just, just goes with the song again.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> foo Facts, Foo's is brought to us by Nautical Nymphos. The world's best brothel in the middle of the ocean. Health and Such is brought to us by Ayayay, the first ever urology and optometry practice all in one. Make your appointment today. Geeking Out is brought to us by Bloodbath and Beyond. Get your next firearm at Bloodbath and Beyond. (laughs) The music highlights is brought to us by Shea Guevara, the finest Cuban and French fusion cuisine. Come home to Shea Guevara. Geekin' Out is brought to us by Ditcher Quick and Bolt, Divorce Lawyers. The Joint Report is brought to us by Death Row Inmate Calendars. Their days are numbered. The Music Highlights is brought to us by Are We Hair Yet? The number one hair transplant service around. Geeking Out is brought to us by Stubbs Prosthetics. Need a hand? Get it at Stubbs. (laughs) Ha! The joint report is brought to us by Growers and Showers, Nursery and Botanical Gardens, now open. (laughs) The music highlights is brought to us by the new album by The Algorithms, the new math rock album by Al Gore. Mm, The Al Gore rhythms. Uh. Geeking Out is brought to us by Doggy Style, Dog Groomers, now open. Fubar Sports is brought to us by Master Bait, the best fishing supply store around. Reel it in at Master Bait.
5: They give you your own hooks and everything, Foo?
3: And everything and your tackle Uh, box and the whole thing.
5: What about them wiggly worms, Foo?
3: Well, they call it masturbate for a reason. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Well, hopefully no craps.
3: The Music Highlights is brought to us by Vinyl Resting Place. Get your ashes compressed into a vinyl record at Vinyl Resting Place. Geeking out is brought to us by Titty Titty Bang Bang. Smith and Wesson now makes a high quality banging lingerie. Get your sex on at Titty Titty Bang Bang.
6: <laughs> that reminds me of those uh, fembots from Austin Powers. <laughs> the, you know. Yeah. Barrels just come right out of the boobs. Pew
3: pew. Pew pew indeed no yeah those are those are fun as a growing up you know watching those austin power movies <laughs> i learned a lot about sex just watching austin power <laughs> right. and i'm like so that's what boobs are for yes for murdering people <laughs> the music highlights is brought to us by notepads the new feminine hygiene pad with a subwoofer built in Ooh, geeking out is brought to us by handsome Have you always dreamed of a threesome but can barely get a twosome going in rare occasions? Introducing Handsome, the new pleasure device for those who have settled on just keeping it real. FUBAR Sports is brought to us by Goalkeepers, FIFA's new line of contraceptive products. Goalkeepers, you can't win them all. The music highlights is brought to us by Bald Patch. Need a new band name? Get in touch with the good people at Bald Patch and they'll have one to you in seconds right off the top of their head. Woo-ha!